Jack. Yes. Don't you think the podcast listeners of Jack AM FM are so cool and good? I mean, you know, we love the podcast listeners. I mean, you know, we we spend so much time talking in the, you know, the show about the people in the chat, but But this is this is its own chat. This is its own little chat, yeah. you know. Hey chat. Hey, hey chat. Hey po- hey P chat. Hey hey pod chat. Hey pod chatters out there. Pod uh, chat America. Welcome to Pod Chat America. This is this is Kate. And this is Jack, and, and welcome to uh, Jack AM FM, the uh, the podcast version of uh, the streaming show we do every day on twitch.tv slash Jack AM called Jack to, AM. Yeah, it's called Jack AM, and we just wanted to thank you for listening to the audio-only version. Yeah. Uh, if you want to support the show, we don't have a Patreon or anything, Yeah. Um, but you can go to jackam.tv and click on the tab that says support the show. You certainly can, um, and that's a great way to... Uh, you know, keep this going, keep this going. And you know what? If you, if when you do it that way, you get Kenny pennies, which I know is more for the people in the chat. But if you were so inclined and you're a podcast listener, you could still enter to win, you know, Kate's art from Kate paint, things like that. You're getting Kenny pennies. Yeah. When you click the support the show link. Um, but even if you don't want to sign up with an account or anything, you, you yeah. can just put in your credit card or PayPal. And hey, how about this? If you're a person who's an advertiser and you want to advertise on this show. We're Get open. in touch. Yeah, we're available. You know what would be best, actually, is if, you, if you're a weed advertiser. <laughs> um, yeah, we desperately need Who free, has product. We need free weed. <laughs> is this legal? Anyway, no. To say on a podcast? I don't know. Anyway, enjoy Jack AMFM. See ya. Oh, and if you want to see what we look like or whatever, <laughs> go to twitch.tv slash Jack AM every weekday, 7 to 9 a.m. Pacific. What a misery. What a fucking misery it is. <laughs> what a misery, what a fucking misery it is to be alive. <laughs> what a misery, what a fucking misery it is. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. Good morning. It's an all new, brand, brand new. new. How are we doing, everybody? What's up, everyone? Wow. Should I get another coffee? I kind of want another coffee. I want one, too. Should I, it, should I put more coffee on the, you know, the pot? No. How would you possibly do that? No. How would you possibly do that? So the mic arm, folks, this is a... Ooh, <laughs> this is quite the saga. This is quite the saga with the mic arm. Yeah. This is quite the quite saga. The saga. With the mic arm. Quite the saga. And I'll tell you the entire saga right now. I got a notice from Amazon saying it's slightly delayed and will arrive today. There it is. There That's the tale, the long ongoing tale of the mic arm. Uh, that is what the saga is. And you got a notification yesterday that was like, it will actually be coming, you know, today. Right. It's all good. Okay. It is? It's all good. I guess in, so. In fact, it's it, it's a little bit like what we say over on the Bazzizio gaming channel sometimes. It's all gravy, baby. Okay. Listen, it's an all new, brand new. It's... It's freaking Wednesday. It's, it's all gravy, baby. Okay, we, you know what? Are we not doing Fun Day Hump Day anymore? I don't know. I, I mean, I pulled all these topics. For Fun Day? It's fucking 9-11 today. It's 9-11. You can't do a Fun Day Hump Day it, on 9-11. It's never going to be a fun day. That's not That's not appropriate to be like, this is a fun day. 9-11. This is fun. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. We will be doing a... I'll uh, never forget the tragedy. We'll be doing a remembrance later on about 9-11, so we will... Uh, Why? Uh, what? 
just I have some things I'd like to remember about 9-11 that uh, we're going to get to a little later on. Okay. Uh, um, I just want to say uh, it's been a whirlwind. I just, I've, I've been yeah. thinking nonstop Kate. about Caroline Calloway. Sure, sure. And also yesterday was just a big day. Hey. Folks, a lot of emotions. <laughs> Folks, we we uh uh you know yesterday uh uh um you know you read the Carolyn Calloway article. This is one of the first times, Kate, that we're doing a big long. I have a big long block of text article. Wow, and you do too. Holy shit, this is huge. Damn, Kate has a big long block of text thing. Bunch of screenshots. It's true. Yeah, you know. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Well, well, we're going to be talking about Caroline Calloway, but um, but first, Jack, how are you? You had a bad day yesterday. I'm doing okay now. I had a I had a you know I had, had a rough a rough, day, a rough a mental rough health day yeah. yesterday. Yeah, sucks. I know. Tell you what, I switched though. You know, I I I was like, it's too fucking much to yeah. like not smoke weed. I it really know. is. It's you like you have a you, you said you were you tweeted that you're angrier. Than I you was feeling like been. so mad. You were so angry. We had, we had a lot of yelling matches. No, we didn't have a lot of yelling matches. I yelled at you. I'll I don't. I, I I don't think we. I would not qualify what we had as yelling matches yesterday. I yelled at you though. I'll cop to that. Wow. What a cop. Wow. Why not? It's had a rough day. Just suck. Okay, let's see. As for those in the World Trade Center, well, really, let's get a grip here, shall we? True enough, they were civilians of a sort, but innocent. Give me a break. (laughs) They formed a technocratic core at the very heart of America's global financial empire, the mighty engine of profit to which the military dimension of policy (laughs) has always been enslaved, and they did so both willingly and knowingly. Recourse to ignorance, a derivative, no, after know. all, of the W. <laughs> Anyone can just pay money and it'll have to be said on our stream. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah. Listen, I'm not going to victim blame the people that died in 9-11. Jesus fucking Christ. By now, you may have forgotten about Ward Churchill. He is the angry professor of ethnic studies at the University of Colorado, whose perspective on the terror attacks of September 11, 2001, was so cruel and grotesque that school officials immediately tried to fire him when they learned of his public writings on the topic. So that's a quote from that uh, guy's okay. article. Who's Ward? This guy Ward Churchill. Churchill. He got very in trouble at University of of Colorado. Okay, there's a Vanity Fair <clears throat> article about him. Yeah, from 2009. It, this is that was a Ward Churchill okay. quote. Everybody, right. Jesus Christ. As a Ward Churchill. Jesus Christ. Okay, well. All right. All right. All right. Our airtime is for sale, so. Yeah, it's like 50 cents. Buy it. That's not enough. It's like 50 cents to buy airtime. <laughs> it should be more. I think it's like a dollar, maybe. It should be more. Anyway, yesterday was a big day. A lot of Kate drama. Show was great. A lot Kate of Show. Drama. There's not a lot of drama. I just had, like, I was, like, depressed, and no, I was feeling bad, and, like, there was not I'm a lot not of drama. You were about just, you. Oh, okay. Caroline Calloway article came out. Yes. I got a job. Yeah, that's huge. There's a lot going on. The show, you know, I felt bad for Jack. He's having a hard time. No. That's not what the drama was. Well, you know, you're coming off of it. A little bit. A little bit. Just because it was a roller coaster of emotions. Not really. For me. You know, it's all all gravy, baby. You know, I switched from... uh, uh, I switched from, you know, the vaporizer. The vaporizer is bad for you now, you know? They say that uh, everyone's getting sick off the vape. 
Yeah, we're not doing the vape anymore. You know, I'm not doing the vape anymore. Yeah, Jack, you did storm off the show yesterday. People are talking about Very it. Very briefly. We're about Okay. Let's talk about it. Yes, I did reconcile with Joan. Um I also Jack, I guess I was offended. I I will say that I am offended. I was offended by when Joan said it's personal for you with UCB. And I'll tell you why. And this is maybe me, you know, suffering from a little bit of depression and everything like that. But it really bothered me, <clears throat> this idea that it's personal for Jack, for me, you know. Uh, um, and, it, you know, and it, 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 that did stick with me. It, it, it did bother me. But who gives a shit? Who cares? It's okay. Whatever. It's okay to care. Yeah. Whatever. It did bother me, but also I don't give a shit, you know. So I'm fine with Joan. I talk with Joan. Yeah. She didn't mean to, like, she didn't mean anything, you know, harmful. I know. It's all fine. It's all gravy, baby. It's all gravy, baby. It's okay to care. Did Jack break Kate's mic arm in retaliation? Asks Dipshed. In no, the, the mic arm just has not arrived yet. Not arrived The mic yet. arm has just not arrived yet. Why don't you sip from this tiny cup? It's all good. It's all good. You're feeling better, though, a little no, bit? No, not now. Not now that you oh, brought no. it all up and everybody in the chat had to reopen the, the wounds and everything uh, like okay. that. I once again feel oh, annoyed no. and, like, vulnerable again. Oh, no, I didn't mean to do this that. This show is setting me off every day now. Maybe we shouldn't do it anymore. No, no, no. That, fuck that. No, we shouldn't do it anymore. No, I just have been having a rough couple of days. I, I really know. have. I know. I feel for you, Jack. I, I don't mean to be reopening wounds. I'm sorry. It's all right. You don't have to be sorry. I want everything to stop. You know, it's all too serious these days. It's not so serious. It's all It's good. all so serious. It's Jack. You're so sad. And is it better, Jack? You know what? Enough already. All right. Enough. Ugh. We're over it. Ugh. Moving on. Ugh. It's 9-11. It is 9-11. It's 9-11. Jack, oh, we, they all boy. care for you. We I ever, get it. Everybody loves Jack. It's not so serious. I gotta go have my fucking tincture. Okay, go have it. I gotta get a hundred. Subway get... 300 <laughs> bonus 30. Fuck you, Jack, you big baby. <laughs> I gotta get a tincture. I switch from tincture. Go off kings in the chat says, it's actually good to let a couple hundred people abuse you endlessly. <laughs> I don't think anyone is For abusing me endlessly. I really don't think anyone is abusing me endlessly. For $5 a pop. Am I, I am just. Am I abusing you? Am I. A little bit. You know uh, what I would say is this, Kate, is that every once in a while, yeah, you know, you know, I'm I'm a man, right? Yeah. And so, uh, like, my brain is some goddamn dog shit or whatever. <laughs> Wait, and what? and there's pride. You know what I mean? There's oh. like pride, and there's like a thing of like feeling humiliated and stuff like that. Yeah. I would say this: what what we ran up against yesterday yeah. is you just gotta let me like you gotta every once in a while like it, you know when your like pride is hurt or something like that you gotta just be like okie dokie. Like yesterday, I'm like I don't want to fucking go to UCB shows anymore after this one or whatever, right? Uh, yeah. It's like I don't know like that. You should just be like. Jack is like upset and being a dumbass. Okay. It's like you just be like okie dokie and then All we'll talk right. about some other time like whether yeah, or not I, I ever come to a we show don't, again. We don't have to get into it. It's okay. You know what I mean? I, I was like it. I don't want to like go to UCB shows anymore and every single time I'm like trying to like desperately grasping for a small little bit of my pride again. It's like, mm-hmm. well, we got to negotiate every little element or whatever. It's all good. Who cares? I wasn't in a great space. I was stressed. I wasn't handling my shit very well. What's thickener? 
Um, I think vaping should be fine. Double Neg says. Uh, I think vaping. By the way, the show was really fucking great. By the way, <laughs> I'll tell you what. This is no joke. Like the show was super fucking funny. Like oh, uh, right. Joan and Kate are so funny. Oh, thank you. Seriously, really. Like the show was super good. I was like very glad to go to it and everything like that. It was a super fucking good show. Yay! You two are very funny. I together. thought it went well. It yeah, went I thought well. it went really, really, uh, went really well. The crowd was packed. It was packed. It was pretty packed. It was pretty packed. Big laughs. The whole shebang. The whole shebang. The whole shebang. Uh, let's get David. Uh, David Litsky in the chat says, "Perfect lead in to text block Wednesday." <laughs> Is it text block Wednesday? I guess, I guess it's, it's text, text block, block Wednesday. Wednesday. Listen, Jack and I, we love each other. We do our marriage on Twitch every day, so you're gonna see. Like, I just got depression. You know what I mean? Like I have fucking, I have like depression. And it's a rough time for me. It's this a week, rough time. It's a rough this week. week has been difficult for me. Set from the jump, it's been a, a difficult week. I would this say. is before yes, you know, before yesterday. Monday was a Monday, rough one for me Monday too. Monday was rough. We my, do our marriage on Twitch. My Monday was rough too. It's all rough. I just, you know, yeah. I have something wrong in my brain. Yeah. I haven't stopped smoking. That's the thing. Yeah. Well, you did for 24 hours. Well, I like not like because I'm like, I'm going to stop smoking. But just because like I didn't I like ran out of weed. No, it wasn't like he was like off the wagon or anything. There's the wagon is intact. Um. Oh, wait, the wagon's gone. There's never been a wagon. What's the right metaphor? Who cares? Making your own carts. Weird. What the fuck? People out there are like. Making their own carts. I can't even, like... That's a guaranteed way for Jack to die. Does anybody, like, know... Like, I can't do small things no. with my hands. He had, his fine motor skills are limited to, like... Um, I can't do small things gaming. with my hands. You can It's game. like I can do big... You I can, can game. Yeah, but that's all... Those are not small things. No, it's like I can't, you like... You can't do that. Get all small. You can't get all small. My sister, she can get all small. Oh, she gets. She's a watch repair. She just person. does like watch repair shit. But like, I can't. Smaller, I can't get with all that's that as small, small stuff. As it gets almost smaller. Okay, than... Joe Hartzler with the with the very immature joke out there. What do you say? How do you jerk? He says, off? "How do you jerk off?" Because I said I can't handle small things. Oh my! Well, I'll God. tell you what, Joe. Jack. Uh, I get by just fine. <laughs> Whatever. Let Jack have some pride, everyone. No, who gives a fuck? I shouldn't have any pride. Why? Who cares? I'm proud of you. Dude, why'd you stick your tongue out when I said that? Because. Because you shouldn't be. <laughs> you should disabuse yourself of that notion. Ever. I'm going to die on the hill of I shouldn't be proud at all. I should have no pride. Okay, fine. Don't have any pride. All right. That'd be cool, Scratchy Record. Anyway, I switched what to fucking... What Scratchy say? She's like, I would maybe able to help you. I'm figuring some stuff out. I've learned a lot about what's bad in the carts. I'm looking for new suppliers in L.A. who follow the standards. Yeah, let us know, Scratchy Record. It just shouldn't have the fucking... We shouldn't have it to... shouldn't have the, the flavor in it, I think, is the yeah. issue. The flavor... It's like, I saw the ones that got everybody sick in New York, and it's so funny, actually. It's like Sour Patch Kids flavored weed vape. It is so funny that we went too far. We went too what? far. Everyone was like smoking their future cigarettes, like flavored with like Sour Patch Kids yeah. flavor. And then we're like, oh, fuck. Like, you, I guess you can't vape Sour Patch Kids. Oh, God, I'm tired today. Some guys like. <laughs> what? Champ. What does Shampoo there say? 
Do you even care about the dangers facing Azeroth? Is that a wow thing? I do care about... You know what? This is the real truth of the matter. What? God, I have a couple things here. Number one, yeah. spent the day uh, in real life yesterday. Okay. It is so much worse than World of Warcraft. <laughs> okay. It's so weird because, like, a few days ago, you were the happiest I'd ever seen you, and you had just been smoking weed and playing WoW well, I'm really, all day. Well, I'm, like, feeling depressed these days, and so, you know, the issue with WoW, this is not a joke. Is it's hard to be around people, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like when I'm feeling really depressed, and so too is it hard to go on fucking World of Warcraft. Like Aww. I similarly also I'm like, ugh, I can't. Like I gotta be like alone, and being on World of Warcraft is not being alone. Okay, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It sucks. I, I feel bad for you. It sucks. You, you know, you you need to recharge. You need some alone time to recharge. But I, you know, it's all good. I, I actually really was having, I look forward to once again having fun with World of Warcraft. And I think that I will. I'm not bored of it. I'm simply uh, um, having a rough one. You know what I did yesterday what? during my rough one? What? Read nearly the entire <laughs> Harvey Weinstein book. I thought book. we were saving it for the book club. I'm like near done with it at this point. No, you needed it. <laughs> it, it makes me depressed. No, you needed it. <laughs> You needed it. But I'll tell you what, it is like uh, it's a, it's a good book. A I'll tell you what, the book is good. Yeah. It's all about, it's basically about how the Weinstein story like came together and was written and everything like yeah. that. It's like kind of more about journalism or whatever. But with this said. What? You better read this book, okay? Wow. Um, Someone has just ordered us to read one page of American Sexy Bitch. I'm surprised by that. Um, that caught me off guard today. <laughs> what was I going to say? Uh, uh, okay, we'll get the book. Um, the thing that my issue so far with the Weinstein book is that it's like about journalism. It's written by these New York Times writers. <clears throat> they're like too in love with the New York Times. Oh, okay, well, like there's so much in the book that's like the New York Times, like hi, at the highest ethical standards. Like, dude, why do you like like your you you like your? They all like their job. They all like their boss too much. They're like. I like like oh, took yeah. it to my boss, who's one of the greatest like journalists of all time. I'm like okie dokie. Um, I heard that the big uh shocker from the book so far is that like Lena Dunham was super instrumental into outing Weinstein or something. Is that true? I don't think that she was super is instrumental, that a part of the but book? yes, it is a part of Jenny Connor. Jenny Connor, that's her name, right? The yeah, Jenny Connor. Dunham's like yeah. producing partner. Oh, Jenny ex producing partner. Well, Jenny Connor got them um, Gwyneth Paltrow to like come on board wow. and talk about it or whatever. I guess they had wanted to expose Harvey in the Lenny letter, but they were like, we don't have the legal to do it and the research or whatever. Can you imagine Weird. this the like alternate universe where the Lenny letter like sloppily outed Harvey Weinstein and it like became like Disaster. a Babe.net Aziz story or oh something? Oh my god. Well, it's also weird because... All right, I'll get all... Dr. Fuzz's fucking stuff. I'll get him. I'll look at them. The oh. internship forms are another... It's like too much. Oh, no. Jack's... Emails. Ugh. Do you want me to do it, Jack? We get to book everything for the for the trip today, too. I need to do that. That will relieve a lot of stress for me when we get the, when we get the, Sorry, the had, budget put together. I haven't for the... had a time to work on it until today. We are doing a Kate paint at 11, everyone. At 11. Hey, you know the interesting one? I can't remember if it was Lena Dunham or somebody else, but I think it was Lena, actually, what? who said that they warned Hillary uh, about Harvey Weinstein and being associated with Harvey Weinstein uh, in the 2016 campaign, yeah. as we all know, but also in the 08 campaign. 
Interesting. The book specifically does say that the Hillary campaign in 2008 uh, was told about Harvey Weinstein. Well, anyway, let's they continue. Didn't care. Um, I'm feeling like a fuck. Are you kidding me? Uh, Lanny Davis is like Lanny Davis is is Harvey's lawyer. Also, David Boys, all these fucking people. Uh, dude, her husband's so famous. Just fucking, just, just, just sign my thing. Just Doctor Fuzz, forge my thing. You, I showed you my signature. You can just do it. Listen, Jack's suppressed. Can you just do it? Sorry. Just break the law for me. Commit fraud, please, if you don't mind. No, now we can't have it. <laughs> now we've said it on the air. Can you oh, please God. just commit fraud, Doctor Fuzz? I can't deal with it. Everyone wants us to talk about Caroline Calloway. We'll get there. We'll get there, everyone. I know you're dying. I don't Should really know where talk we about are. It. Okay, wait. Um, oh, okay, okay, okay. Is it okay? So we're we're reading the book right now. We're we're just gonna quickly get through it. Lee less than two years younger than him and looks about five years younger. Jimmy's been out of the Marines for a year now, even though he loved it. When I asked him why he left, he said it's hard for your body to do what he did, and he just got tired. He's in school now at Texas A and M, uh, and he started a nonprofit called Honor Vet that helps veterans adjust to civilian life. He tells me about a fundraiser they just had. I had a Navy guy walk up to me with a check for 300 bucks, and he's like, that's every cent I have, and I believe in you guys so much and what you're doing. It's obvious how much Jimmy cares about the military, obvious how much pride he takes in what he uh, used to do with them. And Wait, I think we read this one already. There you go. In the television in the living room is showing Lonesome Dove, and scattered across the side kitchen table is what Michael describes as an armory of guns. The situation was not planned, but it's about as cliched as walking into an Arizona ranch house can be. I look over at Michael, and he doesn't seem weirded out or uncomfortable at all. Steffi looks like she might pass out on the floor, or at the very least, run away. In fairness to her, there are a lot of people in the room sporting giant belt buckles and big Stetsons as and other assorted versions of cowboy gear. It occurs to me that maybe people out east don't think of Arizona as the west. So maybe the setup is a bit over the top, even by Prescott standards. Before they can run out the door and drive the SUV back home, the time comes together of all the guns for Michael and Stephanie to give it a go. First, a little background information on my brother Jimmy. He is 23 years old and just recently left the Marine Corps after serving two deployments. He enlisted when he was just 17. Everybody loves my brother Jimmy. He is charming, smart, and a roaring good time. He is by far my favorite person to drink with on the planet. <laughs> I didn't know this until I told Jimmy when I was bringing Michael home for the 4th of July, but apparently one of Jim's favorite movies of all time is Wet Hot American oh Summer. Oh, my fucking God. Featuring one Michael Ian Black. Wet Hot makes another appearance in the Caroline Calloway article. It does, it does. When I told Jimmy that I was writing a book with Michael, he almost he was almost giddy. That guy, I love that guy, was his official response. As soon as that guy, I love that guy. <laughs> as soon as Michael walks in, I can tell Jimmy is excited because he is geeking out yeah. a little bit. And there's a part of me that breathes a huge sigh of relief. Oh boy! When we gather to go up to my brother's giant truck, and by giant truck, I mean the biggest Ford truck that is available for purchase. Wow, cool! She's saying her brother has a big dick. She's like, no, she's also, she's also just. She's, I mean, she's saying her brother has a big dick, but she's also very literally just talking about how her brother has a big truck. She's bragging about her brother's big truck right here. This is writing, everyone. Yeah, this is a, there we go. A, so, this is a book someone made money on. Uh, Michael put it... Huh, okay, well, my, uh, Jamie offers Michael one of the extra sets in cowboy hats that are lying around. Michael puts it on his head and asks Jimmy how it looks. Jimmy keeps a straight face, answering sternly. 
sir, it's on backwards. I put my hand over my, ma- my mouth and nose to keep from snorting in laughter. The end That's of the, the end of the page, everybody. Wow. Jesus Unbelievable. Christ. Unbelievable. She would, like, I, she is the type of, like, sister that would care deeply that her brother has a big dick. <laughs> because really? It, yes, because it would, like, reflect on is her. That, like, is that a kind of yes, sister? Yes, because it would reflect. What? Yes, that's a kind of sister. That's a kind of sister. Really? There's a type of sister out there that cares if their brother has a big dick because it means they would have a big dick. <laughs> I don't. Do you know what I'm saying, though? That's a thing. That's a thing. All right. I'm sorry. You're lying if you don't think that's a thing. <laughs> I'm sorry. All right. I'm sorry. All righty. I'm sorry. All righty. That's a thing. You're lying. Kate's right, says <laughs> Rose Pierre was a liberal. You're lying if you think that's not a thing. Now, are you? No, of course. A- no, of course not. Now, are you a? I will not be discussing that. On would the you show. qualify yourself as a? No, I just have you know this type. You know this type. I don't. Mrs. Hogram Ham Hongraham says Kate is right. It's a common sisterly archetype. Big dick sister. <laughs> Big dick sister. Yeah, you go on a date. You ask someone if they have any siblings. <laughs> now, are we, would you be a? Wait, you support BDS? <laughs> no. I support BDS. No. I don't know what that is. Now, I, 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 I got to be honest. I, whatever you say. You got it, lady. God damn it. You got it, lady. Let's go. Move on, please. What's the Uber 911? Oh, this is, this is a this By is the way, a day. stay tuned. We're still going to talk about Caroline Calloway. Just, I'm just oh, we are. that. We are. We are. We are. Um... We, uh, it's a big, it's a, it's a day that potentially will live in infamy for, uh, for Uber. Thank you, Scratchy. We love you, Jack and Kate. <laughs> I, you know, the, the depression episodes are so weird of this show where I have to like Why? acknowledge that I'm depressed and then like, uh, move through it, move through it. Everyone's too nice. Sometimes when everyone's like very nice, I'm like, ugh. That just reveals how pathetic I am. No, but then when everyone's too mean, you're like... <laughs> I know. You're not liking it either. So what do we do? I need to... Fu- I'm... I'm. What the fuck is her name? The one who went with the bears. You, Goldilocks. You need to die? It's Goldilocks, right? You need to eat corn. That's too sweet. Never good enough. We love Kate and tolerate Jack. Yeah, there's the real truth. <laughs> we love Kate and Jack can like run the streaming stuff. <laughs> I don't want to be alive. <laughs> wow, I just realized I butchered the synopsis of Goldilocks. I said, what? They, they killed her? No, I said, what? Her porridge was too small? Her porridge was too <laughs> small. Kate, that was the bed. What? No, wait, the bed was about stiffness, right? What? Her porridge was too small? Have they done an ad for um for the fucking, for the beds, yeah! the sleep number beds, but done it with... uh. <laughs> Dr. Fuzz, but I'm the Twitch morning show. Okay, whatever. Um, what? Did uh, they ever do a sleep number ad with the, with the Goldilocks bears? 
Probably. Congressional baseball. Yeah, you ever do one where she shows up to the house and she's like, this bed is too stiff. Oh, I've it's as easy as this. Boop, boop, boop. They, you should do an Alexa Pro ad for that. What? For like Goldilocks. Hmm. Um, congressional baseball fans. Is says, that the point of the. Okay. We were discussing an intervention after yesterday. For what? Well, who I don't was? Know, for what? Who was discussing an intervention? Congress. Channel baseball hmm. fan. <laughs> Can we all respond to an AP tweet again? That was funny. The Bears? So everyone, people are saying the Bears from Charmin might be a reference to the, the Goldilocks thing and the, the softness amount that they need for their for their toilet paper. My little asshole needs soft. All right, look at this. This is a big... What? This might be like... Uh, this is 9-11 for Uber if they don't... Uh, <laughs> California passes landmark bill to remake the gig economy. This is actually, folks, at, you know, against all odds, against all odds. I know. We actually have good news That's, on I, the show. I, I think that. No, they'll probably, no, they might fight back. They're going to spend $100 million to fight back, to fight back against this. I guess so. That's yeah. where the DoorDash money goes. Anyway, let's have a look here. They approved a landmark bill on Tuesday that requires companies like Uber and Lyft to treat contract workers as employees, a move that could reshape the gig economy and add fuels to a years-long debate over whether the nature of work has become too insecure. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's so funny, Fartzler. Fartzler says, this may have ruined Funny or Die. <laughs> uh, the bill's passage, which codifies and extends the 2018 California Supreme Court ruling, threatens gig economy companies like Uber and Lyft. The ride-hailing firms, along with app-based services that offer food delivery, home repairs, and dog walking services, have built their businesses on inexpensive, inexpensive independent labor. Uh, they have hundreds of workers and drivers in California, which have said contract workers provide people with flexibility. They've warned that recognizing drivers as employees could destroy their businesses. Well, here's an interesting idea. Here's an interesting idea. Um, maybe they shouldn't exist. Maybe these businesses um should should be destroyed. You know. I saw an I saw a take. I saw an article. I think like a uh uh like an opinion piece that was like Uber and Lyft don't have a right to exist. It's not like they there's like some inalienable right for these companies to exist not because they like because they do exist because they thought they could exist. You I mean. know what I mean? It's like they broke. I'm reading the Uber book right now, and it's really good. Uh, uh, the Uber book is pretty good. Uh, uh, what the fuck is it called? Super Pumped. And I'll tell you what. I know you're not supposed to do this, and I'm going to strongly recommend that people don't do this with this particular book because I do think the book is pretty good, uh, actually. So let's see here. Um, I will say this though: do not judge this book by its cover because the cover is bad. I think it's a bad cover. That looks like it. That looks like a self-publish. That's your little thumb, Jack. That that's not my thumb. I don't have the book. I don't have Show the physical book. Show us your book. thumb. That looks exactly like your thumb. Does that not look like Jack's thumb? I don't think that's a very good cover. That looks like Jack's little thumb Oof. there. Jack, show him your thumb. Stinky, stinky cover. The book is good though. The book is good. Um, Are you sure that's not your thumb? I mean, the book is fucking wild because, like, I every single you know every there's so many little asides in the book. You wanna you wanna check you see your frame <laughs> oh, there? <laughs> check your frame a little bit. I wanna lean back because I'm tired. Well, you know, <laughs> what are you doing? What you you're usually in a little bit more on the show, aren't you? I know my body language is very can far away just, from you. You can rotate the thing a little bit. You know what I mean? All right. Let me sip from this little cup. 
Uh, LCL. What is LCL? What is oh, let Caitlyn, <laughs> let Caitlyn. But isn't it also like the name of like the fluid in Evangelion or something like that? <laughs> you know the answer to that you know question, hap- right? You know what just happened to me? What? A little peppercorn was stuck in my back tooth. I caught it out with my tongue, and then it got a little spicy in my mouth. <laughs> the peppercorn. <laughs> it is true. Joe's episode, I mean, the episode that I did of Jack AM from Joe's studio yeah, was uh, very spot on. It was spot on. That I've never been, I've never been. What was the most uh, spot on part, Jack? Uh, <laughs> when you were being your peak self. When I was being my peak self? Yeah, at Joe's studio. Uh... God, I don't know. I don't know. Like, uh, selling the show out and stuff like that, I guess. Selling the show out immediately. Wow. I did. I watched like 45 minutes of it when I was in New York. And there was a moment, not New York. Where the fuck was I? One of those goddamn places outside of L.A. Um, And my feeling as I watched it was maybe Joe got me so bad that I should never do the show again. <laughs> wow. I watched it and I was like, damn, he's like getting me so on bad. ways that I that I never even thought. Like what was the most the most surprising? <sighs> this is such bullshit cuz you're putting me on the spot and I have watched it, but now like I can't remember any oh, like fine. specific joke and everybody already is being like Jack didn't watch, he didn't watch or whatever. I watched like forty five minutes with spotty internet and I can't remember specifics. That's fine. I didn't of mean, every single moment. I didn't moment. mean to pimp you out. You're doing like lie witness news to me. That's what they do in lie witness news when they're like, What was your favorite moment? That's a lie witness news move. Uh, <laughs> I'm not even going there. <laughs> I know what not to talk about when you're in a bad mood. Oh god. <laughs> The ride-hailing firms say that they're maybe going to go out of business. Uh, they did not immediately have a comment, but they did lay off 435 workers yesterday. And that's the actual people that actually work for Uber. Okay. Like the product and engineering like people. people. With, like salaries. Yeah, the people that like get to go to like, you know, the fucking uh, the hammock office. The hammock they're, office. This, it's not good news for a tech company yeah. when they're laying off hammock office employees. No, you know what I mean? The hammock office people are supposed to be on a cloud, untouchable <laughs> forever, just collecting money from the serfs of the world who are like working on the app. The hammock office people oh, yeah. should be untouchable in the world of tech. It's this true. is not good for Uber. That they are, that the, it seems they're clearing house of, of hammock office people. Woof. That's, Woof. that's a bad sign. Oof. What happens to the office ping pong table? I mean, well, you know, <laughs> that's a good that's a good business idea. Yeah, that's you know, a, that's a sketch. No, I what I'd like to do, what what I think here's here's what we got to do is uh, to profit off of this kind of stuff. We need to get into secondhand ping pong tables up yeah. in San Francisco. If I could get like if we can buy up all the ping pong tables that are soon to be on the market. All of the ping pong tables that Jack, are. <laughs> we've, we've got to. We have got to get in there. It's a gold yeah. mine. Uh, Liv said we'll it was a... disappointed. Today, our state's political leadership. What were you going to say? No. Maybe we'll make a what? Make a skit. Make a skit. 
What's Herman Miller Aeron chairs? I mean, I do know about Herman Miller Aeron chairs and that they're like $1,500 for like mesh chairs. Yeah, I'll do that. Subway That's 500 it. bonus 50. How do you pronounce Avodico and Quesson? Is it Avodico and Quesson or Avocado and Quesson? It's Avocado and Quesson. Avocado croissant. With a hard tea. Oh, that's awesome, Muffin what? Party. What? Muffin Party's like, you can just harvest uh, Herman Miller Aeron shares like from San Francisco during these like dot com busts. All the like super expensive computer chairs or whatever. Let's get one. I mean, yeah, I, I really do need if a you chair. You see one just like on the street in the, in the trash bin, give it, give it to us. Wheel it all the way down to LA. Yeah. Um, Lyft said it was disappointed. Today, our state's political leadership missed an opportunity, an important opportunity to support the overwhelming majority. By the way, as I'm reading this, this, um, the Uber book, you know, like Lyft, like we like to think that like Lyft is better than Uber or something. And you know, sure. people like to like take Lyft. They're like, well, at least it's not Uber or whatever. Right. They fucked everything up. They are legit the ones who fucked everything oh, up. Yeah, like Uber time. was, was ruining everything, but they're, but Uber's original thing was they were like getting, qualified for they were getting drivers to drive for uber during their off time so like livery service people like because there were laws you know that only like drivers were allowed to drive for livery services and everything like that it was when lyft came out uh uh that they like started saying anyone can do it and then uber like jumped to do the same thing to compete or whatever lyft was the first one that was just that like flagrantly flaunted the law and was just like oh. we're gonna allow normal people to be the drivers and then uber was like well we're gonna do that too with uber x i mean it was bad uber was really bad before it's so wild i'm in reading the super pump book how many like just like little asides there are where it's like right. and then you know like uber changed like its algorithm and then like 16 drivers in New Delhi, like, self-immolated. There's so much death. self-immolated? Set themselves on fire. Like, on purpose? Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, there are so many, there's so much death tied to Uber. It's, like, wild. Like, when they were fighting some of the, like, the taxi, you know, they're, like, up against, like, the taxi cartels or whatever in, like, these, you know, in, like, other countries. And they really fucking put people in danger. So their whole strategy, their whole strategy, you know, from the beginning was just to, like, invade cities, basically. They would they would, they would, would put someone like you, like your age, yeah. in charge of a city. They'd be like, Kate's in charge of, like, Philadelphia or whatever. Okay. And then they would just empower you with, like, millions and millions of dollars to create incentives to, like, push the other car services out of business and like give uh uh give all the drivers like you know promotions and everything like that the problem is when you get into like other countries uh, uh and when you get into like countries that have different economies than ours or like that you know uh, uh, have different socioeconomic situations or even different cities in this country that have that uh, um the problem is that like when like you go to brazil and you start like creating an incentive where like people get a hundred dollars a couple hundred dollars cash or something like that drivers start getting murdered fuck so they like know that like Uber drivers, they're like, oh, like Uber drivers are gonna have some cash, and then they like go uh, um, and like kill people. Uh, they would like get killed on their drives home and shit. And Uber like told the drivers all to stay on the road through all this shit. Like Jeez. they're in San Francisco, like they're like, we need growth, we need growth. Like drivers in some in some countries are being like pulled out of the car and like beating the shit out of them and stuff. And Uber sends out these like con- like company wide messages that are like, we stand by you. Like if the police arrest you, we'll like help pay for your shit. Are you serious? Yeah. This is dark. It's truly really dark. 
lot of death. So lots and lots of death. Is that why you're calling it? The topic name is 9/11. No, I'm just talking about Uber. I'm talking about Uber in general because I was reading the book or whatever. 9/11 for Uber is that they're reclassifying employee uh, okay. contractors as employees. All this right. is like this is 9/11 for Uber. I was just going off on an aside about oh, like God. how much how much human death has like been a part of Uber's history. Yikes. And like when people, you know, the, the Uber's whole strategy, Uber's whole strategy uh, um is like uh uh Sorry. Uh, Uber's entire strategy. Um, God damn it. I don't, I'll we watch don't have, this. We can do that later. I just lost uh, my train of thought when I was going to say about Uber's whole strategy. Uh, they're just like, it's just that there's a human toll to. Well, yeah. Okay. Uber's entire strategy. Uber's entire strategy is to roll out its product in a city. Right. Yeah. And then like get everyone in that city addicted to the convenience of it. So that when like regulators in the city like start, you know, pushing back because Uber breaks the law. They get hit with like a bunch of, you know, like stuff from the constituents, like the constituents being like, we want Uber. We don't want to lose Uber. The convenience is so good. We don't want to lose Uber. I would just say that people should like perhaps be slightly more aware of the toll of human death yeah. uh, that has come. Uh, I, think, uh, I think we should. Happy Uber. Remembrance Day. Remember to get your goose. <laughs> All right. Let's see here. Um, um I, yeah. some of the com- companies are not done fighting the bill. Uber, Lyft, and DoorDash. Hey, DoorDash. <laughs> All right, here we go. About to watch another minute of While We're Young, the movie that we discovered yesterday uh, that maybe we actually like now. Oh, boy, we have a couple, couple minutes here. Okay? Two minutes of While We're Young. We discovered yesterday on the show that while we're young, uh, which has some very irritating moments in it, some very bad and irritating stuff in it, we discovered yesterday that the entire movie is a subtweet about Neve Shulman. Yeah, the guy from Catfish. And I have to admit, I kind of like that. Uh, we found out that uh, uh, Neve Shulman was Greta Gerwig's uh, college roommate or something. College was Greta Gerwig's roommate, At and this point. entire movie is about. A like overconfident scam artist guy who fakes a documentary. Yeah, it's a catfish subtweet. And then we found a big BuzzFeed article about how this art, this movie is secretly about Neve Shulman. So, also in in Gret in what the fuck was it called? The other one, um, Frances Ha. Yeah. Her roommate in that was also based on Neve. His name was like Lev, Lev Shulman Shapiro, or something. Lev Shapiro. Shapiro. Oh, yeah. This is a film length subtweet of Neve Shulman for faking catfish. So good. I love that. Uh, which it was fake. It was catfish. Catfish was fake. Yeah. Actually, had to be alive for it. Is that my jacket? Those are my blades. Are they? This is while we're young. Who knows? Maybe they're Darby's. Darby's, so yours, mine. Here's the part where maybe Noah Baumbach is Cookie going to Puss. confront. Where have you been? Everyone's Shulman. asking about you. I was in Poughkeepsie. Okay. Seems like you made a whole lot of stuff up. People have criticized me and some of my colleagues saying that we were pretending to be objective when there is no objectivity. Okay, we were trying to capture truth. But the truth of experience. Wow. I don't the idea that this is like a fantasy. You know, <laughs> no bombback humility. It's your responsibility. Like went at to be a, honest, at an people are going to believe it. I didn't do anything nobody else does. I didn't do anything nobody else. You reveal everything and nothing. 
Oh, she lived with Neve's brother. You okay. said you want to be a real the documentarian. I do. Okay. So we have two. We're going to watch another minute here. We are going to watch another minute here, but this is about Catfish. This is the Neve movie. It's the Neve event. You know what? I got to be honest with you. This move, the hat works. The hat works in this movie because as soon as he's taken off the hat, uh, this movie has been a uh, has been a wild ride. Oh my god, this movie's so good! All right. I thought you were about process, process, and ice cream, but you really will do anything to be successful. Success isn't my thing, Josh. It's yours. Yeah, you're right. It is my thing. I've got a fucked up relationship with success. I want it and I don't have it, but what you have scares the shit out of me. What we were trying to say as filmmakers is that what we were filming Eve. was more <laughs> than we were. We weren't trying to be objective. You're not uncomfortable <laughs> at all. Why should I be uncomfortable? See, that I just find weird. You're the Holy only one who's shit. weird about this. I asked you to co-direct. Yeah, because you knew I'd say no. We were trying to be open and to learn from the people we were filming. Jeez, Josh, everyone <laughs> oh does this kind of thing. I don't. <laughs> I don't do something like this. I would never do that, I'm Neve. trying to make movies to figure out the truth. Neve, I would really? never do that. Yes. We sought truth, not through telling you what we thought, but through a different... That is so fucking this funny. This scene is Peon so Flux good. says, this movie is a conversation bomb back pra- practiced in the shower. <laughs> like, he's like, this is the movie where he's like, man, if I saw Neve, I'd fucking say this and I'd fucking say that. Fuck Neve. This good. Ah. You know what? I don't make movies like that. I make movies that discover truth. You make lies. Oh, this is so good. One day, one day, Jack, Jack, you've got a couple petty screenplays written. I never write a screenplay. Ethical approach to filmmaking that allow the world to reveal itself to us. I do know that documentaries are over. Are you kidding? It's what everyone is doing. His documentaries are over. What you're doing is something else. If everyone is filming everything, what's a documentary <laughs> anymore? So it has no meaning. It's just some shit you recorded. Is that old man talk? Maybe it is. You kids have been told you can do anything. He's so mad at me. I think everything is out there for you to have. It's not. Nobody owns anything. If I hear a song I like or a story, it's mine. It's mine to use. It's everybody's. That no, it is so isn't. That's not sharing, Jamie. That's stealing. That's old man talk. I am an old man! <laughs> I can't let Cornelia and old Leslie walk down this echoes. road with you. I want you to go in there echoes. and tell them what you've done. Oh, my God. Old you man won't do it. I'll do it for you. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> I wish Adam Driver was still doing parts like this. Echo, I'm an old man. This movie's so good. Jesus Christ. This movie's so good. All right, should All we right. watch? Should we watch the the Kamala thing? Oh, uh, should we get to Caroline? Should we take what? No. <laughs> All right, everyone, we're back. We're back. We're, I'm an old man. All right. Okay. I'm an old man. What else can I tell you? After all these years, I still don't have all the answers. And for the sake of documentary cinema, I intend to leave it that way. Thank you so much for this tribute. 
Josh! Sorry I'm late, Leslie. Caught your speech from the lobby, though, and it was really inspiring. Spot on. You okay, son? You want to sit down? Jamie has something he wants to tell all of you. Go ahead. Not all the stuff in my movie happened exactly as I said it did. I played around with some of the timeline. Okay. This is so yeah. funny. Yeah, and? And what? He did a lot more than that. Come on. He didn't even know Kent. Darby did. Darby's mother died of ovarian cancer. Jamie's mom is probably alive and kicking in Idaho. They're not going to care is very funny. They're not going to care is very no funny. No one's going to give a shit. That's, and that's like that's actually that's like so relatable. that's actually very funny because of what Leslie and Gantzgraf were just saying in the chat. They're like, who gives a shit about this? Now the movie's going to do that to you. Wow. This now the movie's going to do even those in the chat were like, who cares about this? Sorry. The movie's going to agree with you in a second. Sorry. This movie fucks people up. This, I got to say. Bombax a, a little trickster. This movie's a fucking troll. Bombac is a little trickster. So he's a fucking troll, Jack, and it trolled you from the jump, from the get go. Bombac is a little tricky guy. He's a little trickster. <laughs> he's like over. Yeah, you troll. Oh, I'm the hat. <laughs> troll. Troll. It's about Neve. <laughs> you think I care too much about Neve? Well, <laughs> I know that too. <laughs> wow, this movie's good. Little Bombac. Little Bombac troll. Little little Bombac. Little right, bomb bag. I, let's watch the Kamala thing and then take a break and then do Caroline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't have it anymore, the Kamala thing. Why? <laughs> you, I, I don't know. <laughs> Hold on a second. Uh, following the film premiere, a Q&A session was abruptly ended when an audience member suggested that Catfish may actually be a faux documentary. Ariel Schulman dismissed this opinion with his reply, Oh, you're saying my brother is the best actor in the world? Let's hear it from my brother, the next Marlon Brando, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you very much. Oh, we're the best writers in Hollywood. Thank you, everyone. That is so fucking funny. So, like, someone did this. Someone, like, went, someone, like, uh, uh, confronted them, and no one gave a shit. Was that perhaps Noah Baumbach? Who was asking that question in the Q&A? Well, maybe he was hiding behind a certain hat. Do we know for sure whether or not that was Noah Baumbach? All right. We let's see know. here. Josh, this is kind of my night. I just need to hear this. That's basically it. That's not basically it. You knew that Ken had tried to kill himself. Right. Say it. Josh, let him speak. The gist is the same. I authored a bit of how I came to it. I am an old man. I mean, I'm not that good a writer. Hey, if I made it all up, I'd be the best writer in Hollywood, and and, ah! and would be Marlon Brando. Yeah, I never said it was amazing. Perfect I just party. said it was faked. And some of the wow. timeline was. Would you stop with the timeline crap. Wow. Jamie knew that Kent had tried to kill himself. Wow. That he'd been in Afghanistan. We didn't just stumble upon it. It was rigged. Wow. Jamie invented the whole Facebook thing because he knew it'd play better. Kent wasn't in Afghanistan. No, Kent was in Afghanistan. So what's the problem? Noah asked the question, I think. It's the Noah. way. The way that he said that he found him is not true. Kent served our country. I can't You're being it. offensive. Is what Josh is saying true? Well, I didn't know, but I don't think it really matters, though. The movie's so, not about that. Of course it matters. Leslie, explain. I don't know that it totally matters in this case. What? Okay, so, 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 Muffin Party... So muffin Party. Muffin Party copy pasted the exact same Wikipedia oh quote that Noah Baumbach copy pasted into this scene. Muffin Party, how we did looked you at, know? We looked at the very same. Uh, we looked at the very same Wikipedia excerpt that Noah Baumbach did when he was writing this film. I'm fucked after that. I'm fucking destroyed. <laughs> That's fucked. What just happened is fucked up, and I'm. <laughs> 
I'm gutted. I'm <laughs> That's deceased. truly funny. I'm buried under six feet of... I'll tell you what. I'm switching because of the vape thing. You know, and maybe I'll get find some safe vape. But as of right now, I'm on tincture. And it works really well. I got fucking high yesterday trying to figure out the right dosage of tincture. I, like, haven't been high like that in a little while. It was good, actually. It was fun. But I will say... It like going from like vape to tincture is like going from like being like in like like total recall future drugs. Like I was like I was charging a USB stick, a USB. Uh, uh, yesterday I was like charging my weed with a USB cable, and today I feel like I'm like like in like an 1800s aristocrat child with like a wasting disease or something. Like doing these little like droplets under my tongue. <laughs> it's so like today i'm like you know in like an old you know i'm like the you know the the doctor's coming by for a house call to do like some droplets on droplets under my tongue oh i i'm ready to go full live tyler i'll tell you what weed is good for when you're feeling mentally bad it really is it helped me out a whole lot it sure helps me out a whole lot Oh, boy. I think we got the alert here. Hang on a second. Oh, well, let's... Oh, boy. I am an old man! <laughs> I am an old man! All right, we'll get that in. I am an old man! We will get that in immediately uh, uh, as we speak right here. We will. Uh, um, but, yeah, the uh, weed's great. Weed helps out a whole lot. A whole lot. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, did I finish this topic? I don't even know if I did. So look here. Oh, yeah. So DoorDash, which, like, steals all of its, you know, steals all the tips from their employees or whatever. Like, they, like, you know what, you know how DoorDash does it. They, like, guarantee people, like, an hourly rate. And so the tips don't go to the driver unless it's, like, you know, uh, um, unless it's, like, just to get them to that hourly rate, basically. Uh, um. So DoorDash uh, is going to use that money that they got from stealing from their drivers uh, to commit $90 million to support a ba ballot in initiative along with Uber and Lyft uh, that would essentially exempt them from the class from the legislation. Literally the entire reason this legislation is like being done is because of these companies. And so they're going to spend $90 million uh, uh, of ill-gotten illegal money. I swear, Uber is like a criminal enterprise. Like their entire, you know, uh, uh, their entire like philosophy has been that like, the taxi companies are evil and they are corrupt. And so that means that all the like laws around, you know, livery services uh, uh, are corrupt as well. And it's like, you know, their whole like basically corporate ethos has been like, it's not bad for us to break the law, you know, and like that's OK for us to break the law because we're, uh, you know, uh, um, going up against like great things or whatever. Anyway, uh, uh, um, that's it, everybody. They uh, so we'll see what happens, you know. They uh, have passed the law to make everybody an employee instead of a uh, independent contractor, but the folks at Silicon Valley are not going to take it lying down. They're going to spend ninety million dollars oh to God. try to get everyone reclassified. All right, a, so um, fuck them, fuck them. And, hey. and congrats on all the people who worked so hard to get AB five passed. Yeah, because it's a really important bill. Hell yeah, AB five. Um, and uh, I give it an AB five out of five. <laughs> I, I give it an A. I a. give an A. I give an A plus. A plus. Five out of five. A plus. B plus plus plus. That's an A plus as well. 
Okay, whatever. <laughs> a plus, B plus, plus, plus. Oh my God. And five out of five. That's what I give it. Okay. Let's we know what B plus, plus, plus is. You get one plus, that's, that's plus, B plus. Hold on a second here. What? I'm going to show them my tincture. And now I'm like a, uh, like a, like a, you know, like Victorian a young, child? like a Victorian child whose, like, bones are weak. I'm going to show them how Jack, I'm Jack, if you were a Victorian child, like, if you, well, you'd be dead. <sighs> I would be dead. If I was Victor- You'd be dead. Well, because I wouldn't have been born to, like, rich parents. So you really would be a sickly Victorian child. If I, I have asthma. If I was not born to, like, rich parents, I'd be, like, dead when I was, like, four. Yeah, you'd be dead. I'd be dead by four years old. You'd be dead. You'd be a sickly Victorian child. You know, one time I hallucinated on mushrooms, and I thought I saw, like, my past self, and I kept seeing, like, myself as this this Victorian-era doctor man with all these like old antiquated medical instruments and I was like helping young women in the Victorian era. Yeah, Kate was like, Jack, I saw a past life and I was a doctor and I help women. <laughs> I help women. <laughs> Here we go. Um, a lot of mushrooms. Okay. Uh, There's my little tincture. There's the tincture. Are you doing more? He's going to be stoned that it was bored. Oh my god! See, I'm like a little. You're gonna be high now. I'm like a little. You gotta keep it under your tongue. <laughs> like a little boy. You gotta keep it under like your tongue. Like a little tongue. Victorian boy. Look at him. How's that? Is it Mike's better now too? Look at him. Look at him. He's gonna be stoned by the end of the show, everyone. He's gonna be so stoned. No, I won't. When you showed I'm up to this, when you showed up to UCB yesterday, like I. You seemed really high. Oh, I was really high yesterday. You seemed like you were like edibles high, like extremely high. You can't tincture a runner's high. I don't know. Isn't that what they say? Like, what's the adrenochrome? No, you, you have to run don't all the rich people want adrenochrome? Isn't that like what like uh, what like uh, that's like that's like taking what uh, adrenochrome? You know, is right. like. Should we talk about Caroline Calloway, Jack? Yeah, we should. Uh, so you read the article, or, or did you not? I you I started I started reading it, and I hadn't finished it yet. So All I'm right. excited to so, discover this along with everybody. So for those who don't know, Caroline Calloway is. Uh, we've talked about her on the show before. I actually, no big deal, did say watch this space because this news is about to get really fucking. It's crazy. true. And lo and behold, I was right because guess was what? This, yeah. Guess what? I'm always right. You may think Jack's got his finger on the pulse, but boy, are there some pulses. I'm telling you what, you watch the Jack well. AM show and you're ahead on the news. We really do. We really get some good stuff on here. We really cover some shit that ends Be- up becoming big. Between the two of us, we have <sighs> a fair amount of, of, of obsessions. <sighs> yeah. and, and I have spent the past week not sleeping and staying up so late. Alternating between Caroline Calloway's Instagram, frantic Instagram stories, um, and other people's tweets about those stories. Yes. Caroline Calloway Twitter is a whole sphere. She's not on Twitter, but there's tons of us on Twitter talking about Caroline Calloway. I want to give a quick shout out to Alexis <laughs> Wilson at Sassy Black Diva. I'm going to make Jack follow her. <laughs> okay. Um, but she's doing excellent tweets about Caroline Calloway. We'll get to that in a second. But um, yeah, Caroline Calloway, if you, if you missed the episode of, of this show where we talked about her, she is she's an influencer. 
She's been around for a while. She kind of self-proclaimed that she invented long Instagram captions. Yes. And and it could be true. Um, you know, because that is sort of how she burst onto the scene a few years ago. She has laid claim to Instagram captions. Yeah. And the question is both whether or not she was actually the originator and also whether or not that's something that's worth laying claim to. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Um, anyway, she got... Um, she went viral again in January yeah. because she was hosting creativity seminars. Yeah, for like $170 or something, right? $165, and uh, she promised all these things that she couldn't end up fulfilling. She sold all these tickets without having the venues booked first, which, I hey, it happens. Yeah, yeah. That happens. I do that, too. Jack does that. I do that, too. It's not that big Jack a deal. Jack does a little bit of that. Jack's got a little Caroline Calloway in him a little bit. Yeah, we pull it off. Yeah. Caroline Calloway doesn't have Van. She's not a fan. <laughs> She's not a fan. Jack yeah. has Jack can't uh, doesn't has the same follow through as Caroline Calloway, but she but Jack but Caroline doesn't have van. <laughs> um so yeah, she taught these creativity seminars. She was like, Ah, like I if you if you bought tickets for Philly, can you take the train to New York? Like I will say this. What? I'm slightly better at Car- the, at than Caroline Calloway at not over promising. Like yeah. she like she bites off more than she can chew. Uh, you what Caroline Calloway's got to learn is that you just got to say you got to keep it all a secret. Everything's a secret. <laughs> uh, but, yeah. So she was doing the creativity summer. She ordered like twelve hundred mason jars to her studio apartment in, right. the, in the West Village, which was the funniest shit. And, she like and, got a huge truck of mason jars. She's like, I don't know how to get these in my apartment. She was like, I can't get these. <laughs> she was basically like, I cannot get these into my apartment. They're too big. Um, yeah. She was going to make everyone food, and she was like, just bring your lunch. Like, yeah. So, you know, that kind of blew up in her face. She's also opened up about being an Adderall addict and has said that, like, a lot of her past erratic behavior is due to her addiction. Sure. Um, I mean, it is weird that, they, well, you know, some people need Adderall. It is true, actually. Some people do need some Adderall. Some people need Adderall. It is weird that they are so loose with the prescriptions for well, uh, there's um, sec- methamphetamine. And I, did, <laughs> I, I, I didn't pull a screenshot of this, but there is a description in the cut. Well, I encourage everyone to read the cut piece in full. It's a long form piece of writing yeah. from um, thecut.com. Okay, it's amphetamine, not methamphetamine. I knew someone would catch me. It's amphetamine. It's not methamphetamine. Okay. Shouldn't have said the meth part. Anyway, Adderall is an amphetamine. But Damn it, J.R. Alamode. Okay. I thought I could get it. I'll get you next time. Uh, you got me this time, Not but I'll get away with it next time. Um, but uh, yeah, so there's a section of the article where, where it describes where Caroline gets her Adderall. And it's from like oh, yeah? a doctor in the West Village who like is shady and only caters to... And this is in the article. Yeah. Homeless people and uh, rich NYU girls. So that was what the article says. So that's a drug dealer. So essentially, yeah, drug dealer type of guy. So that's a drug dealer is who that yeah, is. Yeah, it seems like he's... Uh, honestly, anyone anyone whose who's, uh, clientele is solely homeless people and NYU students, that's a drug dealer. There's only one Venn diagram crossover there uh, uh, of the types of things that uh, uh, both homeless folks and young NYU students uh, uh, would be uh, uh, buying. Yeah, that guy sounds like he's exploiting a certain market. Yeah, and that's people, as a drug dealer that's is what addict. that is. That's yeah, as someone who went to college to become a drug dealer. Um. Anyway, so listen, this article is is is, is I I think it's an incredible piece of writing. A lot of people are like Natalie's ex- exploiting Caroline. She's like Caroline's exploiting Natalie. Like they're both bad. Like 
I'm I'm just here to say like I'm not saying Natalie is correct or right. I'm just saying it's a great piece of writing. Yeah. And if you're obsessed with Caroline Calloway, as I'm sure you will be if you do any diving into this at all. Yeah. You'll find it a good read. It's a good read. I encourage everyone to do the long read of it. We're going to go into the screenshots I took of of my fa- yeah. of my favorite part. Kate did a big screenshot dump. I did a screenshot dump. My screenshots wow. are a little shorter than Jack's because I was doing them on my phone. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, the article is incredibly good, and it 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 outlines her journey with Caroline um, in their seven year friendship. That began as NYU students and and morphed into her being Caroline's ghostwriter and being a big part of the book deal that went bust. Basically, what happened with the book deal really quick is that Caroline sold a book based on her yeah. Instagram captions and basically like got a hundred thousand dollars of an advance. But then felt that the book she sold was sexist or something. She right? couldn't write it. She couldn't write the book. Yeah, she it does seem hard. It's hard to write a book. She couldn't write the book. Um. Natalie tried to ghostwrite some of it, and Caroline tossed the pages Natalie wrote. Oh, okay. Um, but uh, and that and the article gets into that. But basically, um, yeah, Natalie wrote the whole book proposal, right? And got Caroline that money that Caroline blew on like six thousand dollars worth of uh furniture, yeah. for her dorm room in Cambridge. Anyway, listen, read the whole thing, but we're gonna go through my favorite parts. Let's get through it. Uh, uh cool. Right. Uh, uh, so if you if you follow Caroline Calloway, you've known that for the past week that she's been anticipating this article, um she was tipped off oh, by the fact checker. The advance was three hundred and seventy five K, Kate. Oh right. <laughs> the, sorry, the advance is three hundred and seventy five K, but the one hundred thousand dollar figure is what her publisher asked back. Yeah. And she didn't have it. She had spent all of the the advance. Ah, okay, okay. So the publisher had asked for that money back, and she could and she couldn't do it. So she's now hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt, basically, right? Yeah. To, the to article like says they're working out an arrangement for repayment. Okay. okay. So this is this is Natalie, her ghostwriter. This writing is this. Natalie. Okay. She, okay this is, do you want to read this, or this should is, I read this? This is one of the greatest millennial breakups of all time. Right. Um, the disillusion of of female friendships. At its peak, yeah, and uh, I encourage everyone to read this. And let's kick it off. This is this is a, a this is my first pull from the article. Why don't you read it, Jack? Sure. More recently, her Instagram has been filled with emotional posts about this very article, which she knew was coming. For almost a week, she's been posting constantly how much she misses our friendship, how hurt and ashamed she is about whatever she thinks I'll say here, how relieved she is that I broke the trust in our relationship so that she can write about me, too. It's been surreal watching this unfold from my desk job in Los Angeles, but I'm not surprised she's taken an essay of mine that didn't exist yet and turned it into a narrative for herself. See here. Caroline first took an interest in me after I wrote an essay about growing up in New Haven. Yale was an obsession of hers. She'd been rejected and never got over it. The fact that I was a Yale townie won me an invitation to her apartment, uh, to a West Village apartment. Doesn't she call it like Yaleville or something like that too? Like or her little Yale or something like that? Um, I I think maybe something like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a uh, very. I can't funny. type and uh, hold yeah. The let mic. me just try to find it here. Um. Yeah, she said. This is my Yale box. She said, "This is my Yale box." Yeah. She told me sitting on her white love seat. <laughs> okay, let's get anyway. Um, uh, yeah. So this is first of all, Natalie's being shady. Yeah, the, the, <laughs> of course, this is good. Like, like, so the 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 there's no such thing as a reliable narrator on, uh-huh. on either end of this story, sure. which is why I think it's so good. Yeah, like, everyone's salty. Everyone's a little 
ticked off. Uh, let's go to the next Yeah, let's have a look quote. here. Uh, that December, for her 21st birthday, I gave Caroline a gift. Three dinner plates stamped with the Yale crest that my mom had found outside a campus building. Uh, I took a Sharpie and wrote, fuck it, on their backs. Okay. When Caroline unwrapped them, she broke into tears. Real tears. I paused. Was this really that excellent of a gift? Had she never received something stupid and personal before? Which is, I was, which is why I was surprised when later that winter, she nonchalantly informed me that the Yale plates had been stolen out of her apartment. What do you mean they were stolen? Bizarre. Mm. They're worthless, and you live in an apartment filled with Apple products and antique furniture. She told me that it wasn't just the plates and insisted that her Exeter ring had been stolen, too. She, like, collects college stuff? What she the went, hell? She went to Exeter. Oh, okay. Uh, it just didn't make She's sense. She's a boarding school girl. Uh, it just didn't make sense. Um, who would steal a bunch of used plates scrawled with permanent marker? It was the first time I felt she was lying to me, but I didn't call her on it. What was I going to do? Torch everything we had over a gag gift? And if she was lying about the stolen plates, um, then maybe she was lying about the extent of our friendship or me being a genius. Uh, even a few weeks later, when I saw her once again wearing the Exeter ring, yep, uh, I didn't say anything. So Caroline is is certainly lying. Well, she's like uh, the weird. Yeah. The weird thing about this, and and let me just pull this up before we continue, yeah. is that Caroline posted that she like she. Thank you, Jack. Yeah. <laughs> Caroline posted a, a something teasing the whereabouts of the plates. Oh, yes, really? Yesterday. Oh, my God. That is so fucking funny. No. I can't log into Instagram. Why? Because it's not logged in. Dude. Well, you can log it in. I am an old man. Hey, there we go. I got to find out my phone. There she... we go. <laughs> can you just vamp for a second? What are your thoughts yeah. so far? I mean, it's pretty wild. So, you know, uh, uh. She is lying about, you know, she so she's lying about the plates or something like that. I, Caroline's an interesting character. Um, you know, to answer your question, I really can't vamp. Um, but I'll look back, you know. The the gift is not even that good. Well, where do you think the plates are? I don't know. Oh, wait. She, the, we, we have it here. Oh, boy. Hey. What? Here we go. Just want to let everyone know that I'm doing fine. I'm at, I'm in a much better place than I was three years ago, and I'm ready to make jokes about the Yale plates. I'll only tell Taylor Lawrence where they are in our interview. You know Taylor Lawrence is a New York Times writer. Oh, so so she's, she's a, doing a New York Times article, or now? she's trying to get a New York trying Times to get article. one. She's like tagging this yeah. person to try to get an article. Yeah. Good lord, isn't that funny? All right, so let's keep let's go back here. Can't vamp. Mint cake time says hashtag can't vamp. Yeah. All right, let's go to the next um, pull quote here. It's because I'm useless. And worthless. Shock. All right. Um, uh, Caroline flew out to vis visit Sicily with me. When she arrived, she told me she was getting more active on this new platform called Instagram. Apparently, she had posted a color wheel of macaron mac macarons? macaroons. Macaroons. Yeah, that's how you spell macaroons. Macaroons that had landed on the favorites page, and now she had 50,000 followers, mostly teen girls who wanted to... So this is where it all started, everyone. So I want everyone to remember the color wheel of macaroons that made her first go viral, according to Caroline. Just remember that. Just, just remember that. Wait, Dookie Out of Respect, my son, says, I don't think what she posted were the actual plates. The article says it's Yale Crest plates, and those are just plates of a building. Yeah, those aren't the plates. That's just something she just, caught She just up. took a picture of plates? Just Google images. Um, oh, Lord. We've heard something, and it presages a break coming oh, up in the show fairly no. soon. And what that sound is is... Kenny's got to go. All right, I want everyone... Okay. I want everybody to, uh, to this... 
read as much of the article during this break as you can. Yeah, go read the Caroline Calloway article and read as much of it as you can during the break, and we'll be back to keep going through it. Because uh, uh, I want your thoughts. Yeah. All right, we're going on a break. Joe Sikowski's right. This is how she says it started. She really bought a bunch of followers. Okay, just- oh, boy. Uh-oh. Oh, boy. Huh. I'm just trying to figure out. People are talking about... What's going on? Mitty said... Are they saying that Mitty is the podcast lover? Maybe. Possible. I'd love that. I texted with Mitty yesterday. Or I DM'd with him, so I think he's around. I love the podcast lover. All right. And I love the chat. Both can be true. Dr. Fuzz says, can we be honest? Actually, uh, I'll just leave that one for the chat to read. Yeah, that's a chat-only one. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's go ahead. And continue and with continue Caroline Calloway. Caroline All right, here we are. Um, <laughs> she posted the macarons and got 50,000 followers. Um, my roommate's still... Uh, the go- so so, so, th- so, so the, the great thing about the article is that it's it's about class in a big way. Like, it's about how... Natalie is really struggling financially, doesn't come from a lot of money. Right. She's like living deep, deep in Brooklyn while sure. Caroline's living in the West Village, which is like one of the most expensive neighborhoods in the entire world. Yeah. Um, uh, and so does and Caroline so, come from money or like what's the deal? N- um, actually, I don't. Oh, well, I think she co- probably go. comes from like upper middle class. But yeah. I think a lot of her perceived wealth is um is like credit card debt type yeah. of stuff. Um. I think that she's a boarding school girl, so clearly, like her family's not broke. Uh-huh. But I don't think they're like one percenters. I think okay. I think she's like yeah, like probably so the upper middle class. My roommate still wasn't paying his rent. The rabbit ate black paint left on the floor and dropped dead. We got bed bugs. Our landlord wanted us out. Uh, Caroline's West Village studio apartment was uh, studio was sitting unoccupied, so I asked if I could sublet for a few months for a reduced rate in exchange for working on captions. Caroline agreed. Okay, so she's like living. Uh, she can, she's uh, like, she's, she's like, so you can. Caroline's like, so you can sub up my place for cheap while I'm in Cambridge. Yeah, because Caroline transferred from NYU to Cambridge. Okay, because she like thought NYU was like trashy. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, a week before I was. Sorry. Do you want to just read it from there? Uh, oh, to get uh, a week before I was supposed to move in, she called with a change of plans. Uh, Something about the value of gold having dropped <laughs> and her family being low on money. Sure, yeah, that happens. Now she has her, her family keeps it all in gold? <laughs> okay. I don't know. All right. I think that's a lie. All right. Now she had to rent the apartment on Airbnb and needed me as the super, greet the guests, clean the bedding. She would pay me $200 a week, which she assured me would be more than enough to rent some other place. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, well... So she had got the. Oh, rent- are you allowed to Airbnb your place if you're just renting? Probably not. Does she own that studio? She doesn't own the studio. Probably she's not. She's talked about renting it. I now don't- she had to rent it and needed me as the super. Okay, so you're- she's like, now you're like my you're employee. You're not allowed to Airbnb places you rent, by the yeah. way. But but it, well, you know, we've talked. We talked about doing it here. Yeah, we can't. I don't think. <laughs> I don't think we should. We're allowed to. All right. I care about this apartment too much to. So to she risk she was asking. She asked Caroline if she could sublet. And then Caroline ended up having her be the maid. Yeah, she's the maid. <laughs> um, I didn't pull screenshots of this, but basically she gets there at the apartment and yeah. it's covered in, there's a, tr- a trash bag in the kitchen just like sitting there. It's covered in, this bed. the bed sheets are stained. She has to like, wow. 
she balls up the the comforter that's fully stained and she texts Caroline like I can't do this like I I can't be your maid. <laughs> um okay. and then Caroline <laughs> says back, "Well, you're my only friend who like needs the money bad enough to agree to do it." <laughs> that's what Caroline said back. Good god. Um so uh they're talking so they get this book deal after after Natalie writes all the Instagram captions. Right. Not all of the Instagram captions. There it seems like it's a true collaboration. I I, I think Natalie's like being honest about how she didn't ghostwrite everything. She ghostwrote much of the book proposal that yeah. helped her get the advance. But the captions are 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 um, a, a good mix of Caroline's own writing. Stuff, okay. Yeah. So uh, since getting back, Caroline writes, I guess, to, to Natalie here. Yeah. Since getting back to Cambridge, I've been having a really tough time, and I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to finish the book at all. I didn't know why Caroline didn't tell me this, but I called her immediately. Don't panic, I said. I'll see you soon. When I walked into Caroline's room in Cambridge, I saw a trash can full of daffodils beside a trash can full of Prosecco corks. If there's so, there's something you need to know about Caroline. What the hell? She's like obsessed with flowers. <laughs> she's she's like it, it's borderline like unhinged her obsession with plants and flowers. Sure. And this is why I'm obsessed with Caroline because yeah. God, God, I get it. Yeah. I get it. When you have a plant, you have to take care of something that's living that yeah. isn't like gonna if it dies it's not a big deal <laughs> like it's like a very like it's a very tedious act to take care of plants and uh, what the one thing she does that is like she is like you remember the manic pixie dream girl stereotype she is like what that person actually is <laughs> like like you 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 know hot, like dealing with like a like... hot guy will look like might look at a manic pixie or like a, a torture artist guy would look at a manic pixie dream girl and write you know, the shallow version of that character. Right. The real life version is this woman is so like mentally like right. depressed and like has anxiety and like she she is obsessed with flowers in an unhealthy right. way. This like, is what it looks like. People she, always talk she's about spending like thousands of dollars on fresh orchids like yeah. every month. Like she's people, like, she's people, not well. People always talk about like on social media. They're like, you know, people like, you know, that how they can't really live that life or how could that person's life be so perfect? The outside, like what's just outside of frame of like the perfect influencer life is a trash can full of full of uh, full of uh, yeah, daffodils it, and a trash can yeah. full of Prosecco. Corks. It's addiction. It's mania. Yeah. It's, it's like, uh, you know, like li like having these huge expectations for yourself and never right. living and constant that. anxiety. Yeah. Constant it's funny. Anxiety. It's like people talk about how influencers like create a, you know, an impossible standard to hold up to. Like they are holding themselves to that standard as but well. Then, but then there's this sounds new, awful. There's this new facet of influencership that's like aggressive authenticity too, which Caroline Calloway is like a big yeah. part of. Where it's like she has to, sh and, and listen, Jack and I are guilty of this too. She's aggressively sharing everything about her life, especially the lows. Yeah. Like especially her hardships. Sure. And that's sick in a different way than the like, <laughs> than the like, it's all sunshine and rainbows part of being an influencer. Like it's all fucked. Everything about it is fucked. This culture of sharing your whole life in, in, you know, warts and all, and then like, I don't know. It's it's fascinating. That's why I'm obsessed with Caroline Calloway. Yeah. Anyway, let's... Um, it was around this time, Caroline... Oh, sorry. Let's go back to this. Uh, Caroline revealed to me that for all these years, she'd been lying about her origin story. She hadn't, in fact, gotten famous from a picture of macaroons, macaroons on Instagram's favorite page. The real story, she told me, is that she took a series of meetings with literary professionals who informed her that no one would buy a memoir from a girl with no claim to fame and no fan base. 
And so Caroline made one on made one online, taking out ads designed to look like posts to promote her account and buying tens of thousands of followers. I have to say, Caroline was doing this before everyone was doing this, and I you have to give it to her. No, she, you don't. Yes, you do. No, she's a fucking scam artist. I actually really That's don't. That's that. I respect this part of the scam. I'm not that interested in it. I respect this part of the scam. All right. Whatever. But now you can't do that. Now they take down the fake followers. <laughs> but she was doing it before everyone was doing it. Uh-huh. Hey, you know, we, you we've got to hand it to her. You know, we've gotten a lot of uh, you get a lot of uh, DMs when you're on Twitch. Yeah. Like just from people trying to sell like fake followers and shit like oh, that. Yeah. Never done it. It doesn't would never do it. Jack bought me a thousand followers on Twitter. Yeah. As, all, a, as they, a they, joke. As a, you know. Actually, I bought that for you. Quite literally for the same thing that Caroline did. You Oops. were like I was up, up for, for job some at job at, at some at midnight. At, at midnight, and I was like, oh, you should get another thousand followers because they'll like care about that stupid shit. Yep. So, so <laughs> you're talking down about this, but you've done it yourself. It didn't work. Um, um, the real story she told me uh, is that she took a series of uh, literary professionals and they said no claim to fame. Uh, let's see here. But then at noon, she finally answered the door. Okay. 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 So I skipped ahead a little bit. Because I don't want to spoil the... We're not going to cover the whole article here. We're not doing the whole article. It's it's mm-hmm. a long, long read, but there's a great chunk about how they're in Amsterdam together during kind of this really dark period in Caroline's story. Um, and this... So Natalie's like, I'm going to fuck the bartender. Like, you can go home yeah. to the Airbnb in Amsterdam. Yeah. And then Caroline's like, cool, I'm going to take the key, uh, have fun. And then Natalie, like, gets rejected by the bartender yeah. and has to, like, basically spend a night, like, awake in Amsterdam, like, finding places to sleep because wow. Caroline doesn't answer her phone till noon the next day. <laughs> and, like, this is this is not necessarily, like, on Natalie, but this is a fucking dark story, and I've been in a similar position. Yeah. And it's like, this was, like, this was the point in the article where I was like, this is so relatable that I, like, gotten a chill down my spine uh, uh, like uh, being rejected by a bartender while you're drunk and then like being like and i've also like had i've had friendships like i've been the natalie i've been the caroline <laughs> like this this story i've been on both sides of it i think i i mean i don't know i i i would worry like she worried not that caroline was dead she wasn't answering the phone and stuff like that wow. it's like it's fucked up also like you know, one time I had a friend, I was visiting her in New York. We had plans to get lunch at like noon. Yeah. And she was like, I, I was like, okay, I'm on the street corner. We said we would meet at. And she was like, great. Like, I'm taking a yoga class right now. <laughs> Do you want to like try to get into it? It's sold out. Uh, I was like, no, that's okay. Like, I'll wait an hour. Uh, you know, I, I, I'm really tired. Can I like crash in your apartment while you take this yoga class? <laughs> she said, No. My apartment's too messy. <laughs> but you, you can come take the yoga class. She with me. said you can. Um, she said it'll. I'll be an hour and a half actually. <laughs> and then I had to sleep on a park bench because I had stayed up the whole night. Oh my the whole god! Night. I took a nap on a park bench while she took a yoga class. Jesus, it was awful. This this friendship of mine was very much she was the Caroline and I was the Natalie. Yeah, she was like a a semi successful um person and. I won't say what industry, <laughs> but um, I would like to be her little tote bag. Wow. <laughs> that she would take her out wow. there. Oh, God. Oh, uh, so, God. but then at noon, she finally answered the door. Yawning, she asked me how my adventure went. I pushed past her, shedding my filthy clothes in the hallway. You have no idea what I went through last night. I, I remember shrieking. Why didn't you answer her phone? Uh, she, she said, she told me she assumed I was home with the bartender. 
This is what I tried to tell you, I said, for the first time I broke down. I stood in front of her in just my leggings and a bra, sobbing stupidly. Men treat me differently than they treat you. Everyone does. I collapsed into the rented bed. Caroline hovered over me, weeping too. And the really messed up thing is that whole night, I thought something terrible happened to you, I said, but you forgot I existed. I'll never leave you alone with a man again, she said. <laughs> Keep going. It continues. Good God. That's not the point, Caroline. I need to know you're on my team. As I fell asleep, she stroked my hair, and I could say, hear her saying over and over, you're so precious to me. You're so precious to me. I believe she meant it, but that didn't matter anymore. You're so precious <laughs> to me. Creepy. Weird. Um, I have to say. Weird. There is this hot girl disease, and I've I've been hot before. So You're hot now. I've gotten tastes of it, but I've never been someone who's been like hot my whole life. I was only like really hot for like a summer when I was 19. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like You're hot now. I'm hot now, but you know what I'm talking about? Like sure. the, the whole world thinks you're hot. Sure. You, you know, there's some people, there's some, uh, listen, I, I am hot. I, I think I'm hot. <laughs> this is not meant to be self-deprecating. I'm talking about a type of hotness, an echelon of hotness that's unimpeachable. That actually is privilege. Yeah. It's privilege in a certain way. Right. Everybody looks at you differently. Did we oh, freeze? we froze for a second, but we're looking at the audio. I don't know. There okay. we are. We're fine. Everybody looks at you differently when you're in this certain echelon of hotness. I know because I was a 19 year old girl for one summer. <laughs> <laughs> I think I, I don't know. I had a lot of sex that summer. Great. Connor, are you watching? Sorry, Connor. This Connor. Is, sorry, I know I said hump day Wednesday was Connor. Be family friendly. Anyway, I think that, I, and I've met. I've met girls who've been hot their whole lives. Yeah. It's a it's a fucking trip. It's a drug. <laughs> it's a drug. And there's kind of an episode of 30 Rock that I always think about where the John Draper character is like, or not, what's his name? I don't fucking John know. John Draper, what's the actor's John name? Hamm. John Hamm. So the it's John a comedy Hamm- role, so he's probably really smiling wide, like he's like talking to a baby or something. The John Hamm episode of 30 Rock where he's like, did you see that episode? No. The premise is that he's like a hot guy. Oh, I have seen this. And yeah. everyone thinks everything he says is really interesting and smart. Right, I have but, seen that. But yeah. truly, he's like a fucking idiot. Yeah. And he's just like <laughs> hot, so he gets away with it. There is like, there is a drug to being that hot. And it's like, I've met only a handful of people that fall into this category but they are on something. <laughs> like one time I met this girl that was so hot that she didn't have to have a place to live. Like <laughs> she was always living in someone's like nice house or nice apartment. Like she would just land on her feet. Granted, like there's some pitfalls to being like a hot woman. Sure. Like men treat you fucked up and like it's fucked. I'm reading the Harvey Weinstein book yeah, right now. And yeah. There is some bad stuff. There's it's it's a curse as there's well. Some bad stuff that but goes there's, on. But there's there's some weird disease that goes along with like there's some brain disease diseases that go along with being like hot your whole life. Yeah. I do think Caroline may have a, t- a dose of that a little bit. Okay. And I and I understand the frustration of Natalie being like Caroline like people do treat you differently than they treat me like because of the way you look. Like, that is an interesting way to put it. Allison Tuchain says, it's like reverse social anxiety. That is the truth. What it's, do you mean? Well, social anxiety is like you feel anxious about being around people yeah. and it's like hard to be around people. It's the opposite of that. It's like too easy to be around people. Like the world opens up. Everyone likes you by default and stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 I kn- and I've like, I've experienced that myself and I've, Not I. I, I've experienced that. My whole life I've been privilege. a little, a little, a little. Little weird guy. Listen, as a hot person, everything's easier for me. Little weird Kate guy. Kate Raft over here. Over hot for me? Of, I'm a hot person. I'm reviled. 
Jack, you're hot too, but I walk in and they're like, "You have social anxiety." Let's 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 frame him out. If there's someone taking a photo, they're like, "Can we just frame out?" <laughs> All right. Anyway, uh, Anna Delvey. Okay, so sorry. This actually is meant to. I'm uh, I meant to start at the next sentence. Okay. But, but people uh, ask. So Natalie's this is kind of at the end of the article now. Natalie's yeah. like, people ask me all the time, is she an is she uh, really a scammer? Is she Anna Delvey with her art history degree? Right. Um, but I push back. If it was just money and fame she was after, all she had to do was be quiet and let me do the work. She could have been paid hundreds of thousands of dollars, gone on the tour she always wanted, and recorded the audiobook in that beguiling voice of hers. But she had to be the one to tell her own life story, even if she couldn't. Caroline was caught between who she was and who she believed herself to be, which in the end might be the most relatable thing about her. This is why when people ask if Caroline is a scammer, I try warmed. Well, that's it. You don't have another. No, I meant to end at her. Oh, oh, okay. Most thing, a relatable thing about her. We can keep going. Um, Most of all, though, I wanted to ask her what she was still doing on Instagram. When our eyes locked across that workshop table seven years ago, the world felt bigger than a square of light on our phones. And for a while, internet writing was only a means to an end, a way to launch a book that would be as real as we believed our friendship to be. But I suspected if I sent Caroline that email, she would just screenshot it and post it to her feed like she did my first message, turning a moment between us into just another chapter in the story she can't stop telling. Ugh. Gorgeous. A gorgeous article. This This is the last sentence of the article. Yeah. Um... I do have to say, uh, not everyone's thrilled with the article. <laughs> Who's not? Hold on. Alexis uh, Wilson, at Sassy Black Diva, who has a GoFundMe right now, and if you're interested in, in any of this Caroline Calloway stuff, I encourage you to donate to uh, this account, at Sassy Black Diva on Twitter. She, it's her pin tweet, I believe. Um, she has been on the beat for a long time, she says. The Natalie essay truly ain't shit compared to what i a cc historian have seen in the past let's revisit this timeless classic timeless <laughs> classic on surf son and dying step parents shall we all right we're gonna read so i want to read this caroline Calloway caption jack to sum it up and we'll read it but yep. she t- her stepdad is dying sure and uh this she, is like don't you give up no 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 this is a version of that right you know what just read it just read it my stepfather will die in three to six months, three to 15 if he chooses treatment. He has the kind leukemia that's in the blood, we found out today. I don't talk about my stepdad a lot in this account because my mom's new marriage is not mine to tell. But growing up, she and I were like Lorelei and Rory. I was Rory, obviously, because I was obsessed with getting into Cambridge. But I was also Lorelei, coming up with crazy heights that had to be watered down for safety slash legality and churning out culturally relevant high-low banter. And my mom... My mom is a charming oddball, the likes of which has never been seen on TV. So not a perfect simile. Okay. Okay, so she's like, me and my mom were like Lorelei and Rory. And she's like, but I was both Lorelei and Rory, and my mom was not either of them. (laughs) Also, remember, she's talking about her dying stepdad. Yes, yeah. (laughs) She's talking about her dying stepdad, and she's opening with how she and her mom are like the characters from Gilmore Girls, but also she's just both of them. (laughs) Yeah. Today... I grieve for my stepdad, but mostly because I... But you're not... He's not dead. Right. He's not dead. Today, I grieve for my stepdad, but mostly I grieve for my mom. She is my closest human. My closest human is my mom. (laughs) My closest... The human thing, by the way, people say... Like, liberals like to say the word, like, human. It's weird. Like, aren't we all... Like, they say it to, like, excuse, like, sex crimes and stuff. They're Uh... like, like, we're out here trying to be human. Everyone is a human trying their best. I'm like, oh that's God. like what like Alyssa Milan. They're like, the, everyone is just a human trying their human best. I'm like, it's fucking weird. Right, anyway, just keep going. Uh, um, 
After my grandfather died, I lived with my grandma in Florida because I'm the only one in the family who does not have a regular nine-to-five job. The point of my company was to help her emotionally and physically adjust to life without her partner. So what's her company? Oh, her being there, yeah, her company. Yeah, yeah. Was to help her emotionally and physically adjust to life without her partner for, of 63 years. It was brut- br- brutal and beautiful. Brutiful, as Glenn O'Doyle, Glennon Doyle would say. Br- brutiful, as Glennon Doyle would say. My grandma can still drive. I still can't, LOL. But she cannot walk without her walker. Some days we got into petty arguments, but one day I said, let's go to the beach. She said, I can't. My wheelie doesn't work on the sand. I said, you can use it on the path, and then I can carry you. She wasn't used to having someone young, young bodies around. Someone young bodies around. Young bodied, she meant to say. Yeah. I, I, of course, consider myself a young bodied individual. Keep going. This isn't even the good part. You know, uh, she's my closest human. I took my young body to my closest human. Just keep going. My young body had to go to my closest human. She an alien? Keep going. Uh, remote control is clicker. Uh, okay, uh. A wheelie is what she calls her walker. Remote control is clicker. Fridge is icebook. Instagram is Facebook. A stranger took these photos of me looking at her with alarm because she had closed her eyes and she looked dead. Wait, she took her grandma to the beach and thought she died because no, she closed a, her eyes? A stranger thought she died. Oh. On the drive over, she said, this will probably be the last time I go to the beach. It sounds sad, but really, I never would have been able to share moments like this with her at all if I hadn't come to stay with her in her grief. I don't know what to say to my mom on the phone today, but I told her that I would send Nora Borealis books and that after my stepdad dies, I will drop what I'm doing and come live with her for two months. She's like, he's in the hospital. He's going to die. Uh, he might die. I'm, when he dies, Jack, I'll come over. Read the last sentence. Um, I said, we can stay home or go somewhere new like Bali. Weirdly, she had been thinking Bali too. So Bali it is. A brood, a full twist. She's like, my stepdad's sick. I'm going to Bali when he dies. (laughs) (laughs) This is a fucking trick. Hey, there we go. Alex K says, checking in on my lunch break. I just had literal shit thrown at me. Public school rocks. Oh, my God. Hey, teachers go through a lot of bullshit, huh? Yeah, they really fucking do. Teachers sure go through a lot of uh, of shit. I have to say, what do you think think about her grieving her stepdad and then... uh, Going to Bali? Before he's not... He's not dead. He's not dead. She's grieving him. She's grieving him. He's not dead. <laughs> then she's like... Doesn't sound like she likes him very much. Then she's like, Mom, we're going to Bali. Yeah. All right. Wow. Uh, wow. Anyway, so I highly encourage everybody to get in on this Caroline, Caroline stuff. It's 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 just going to get better and better from here. She's posted on her Instagram t- this morning uh, from FedEx where she printed out the article. She's going to be taking it to her therapist and reading it line by line. Um, Jesus. She says she feels like Meghan Markle's father. Wow. Um, I don't know. Listen, she's on one, you know. She's always. on one. Like a whole life of being Well, this on is some one. good shit. I mean, I love it. I think the article's great. It's finally out. We're having fun. We're there ha- she is, a picture of her reading the article. There's a picture of her printing it out at FedEx. That is so... At FedEx. That shit is so funny. It's, it's good. Right. It's good shit. I mean, you know. All right. It's good. Oh goodness! All right, let's get into it here. Let's uh, let's move on then. Why not, right? Yeah, let's move on. Let's move on. So let's advance the topics here, folks. <sighs> have you been following the WeWork IPO and WeWork going public? Because I've been following it, and I want to do a little bit of a catch up on what's been going on with WeWork. It's possible that WeWork will like crash the entire market of like these tech companies that are hyperinflated with like VC money. It's possible that this will fuck up the entire thing. Pretty wild. Uh, so let's start with this one. Uh, this is actually from last month because I want to track where to where we got uh, uh, 
here today. So let's have a look at this. Uh, um, this is from last month. They did their IPO filing and they revealed huge revenue and losses. So we talked about this on the show, but they they're losing like they're losing money like crazy. They're like they're, somehow we work. Somehow we work has figured out a way to lose money on being a landlord. They're losing money on being. Let's first of all let's catch up on a little. Like, let me just show this little video. This is like an old piece. Uh, uh, this is like a piece um, that was from a couple years ago. Uh, uh, this is like from Vice. It's called. Let's just give an. Let's just give an idea of what the fuck WeWork is. The all co-working about. startup WeWork rents full-service offices to startups and freelancers who used to have to worry about things like printer toner and office snacks. The company is now valued at almost Whatever. seventeen billion dollars and gearing up to meet its customers' biggest need of all: truly a place awful. to live. Nick Lilly's office looks a lot like his apartment. Same mugs, same chairs, same coffee, same beer. That's because the 25-year-old former Goldman Sachs banker has an office in a posh WeWork co-working space and sleeps in a We Live, a commune run by he the same company. sleeps in a We Live. After you. A little bit like the, the Goldman trading floor, but quieter, a little, little more polite maybe. Our team's right here. There's 13 of us. For Nick, the vice president at SumZero, a social networking startup for hedge fund workers, decisions... Well-timed. Well-timed. Sum Zero, a social network for hedge fund. For hedge fund, guys. <laughs> I really don't know what to say to that. That's awful. Wow. Okay, let's continue. Let's continue. That was really I, bad. We World gives his life. That's really bad. Have you heard a worse sentence than that? In no. The, in history of a structure. Sentences. Give me a sense of the, the, the social world. So you have Sunday night family dinner at We Live. Followed by Monday morning breakfast at, at WeWork. It never, it never ends. The WeWork circle of life is what it becomes. Does your real family understand your We Live family? Uh, n- not really. Getting on the one train, going home. The subway's the only time of your day you're not in a We something. It's the only part of the day that I'm not We anything. Maybe one day there will be a We subway, but not yet. There are 98 We. He doesn't work. We work. I mean, maybe he like has stock in them or something, but he's selling like a motherfucker. He works. One of them in San Francisco, where I work with another Vice News producer. So far, there are only two We Lives in the world: one in D.C. and one on Wall Street, where uh-huh, he lives with 400 others. We Work exploded in popularity along with the startup boom under the premise that millennials like Nick will sacrifice personal space for communal luxury. So, how about this? I don't think millennials will sacrifice personal space for communal luxury. I think we are forced to sacrifice personal space full spot, full stop. Nobody wants stupid fucking ping pong tables and to work like with someone right on their fucking elbow. We are forced to not have personal space. I'm a, I don't, I'm depressed. Yeah. So this is the honesty market. To me, it's one of the most we live things at we live. You know, there's all this stuff here. Nobody ever steals anything. It's great. Does it ever feel over the top? Like, does it ever feel like it's too much? This looks like shit, by the way. <laughs> I know. It's like, this is like, it's so much this fun like to be here. This looks like my dorm room laundry room. <laughs> yeah, like. In college. No, like, you, you get used to how fun it is. Like, pe- people come and visit you, and it's like, oh, actually, hey, like, I gotta throw something in the laundry. Let's just go play pool for 20 minutes. Well, that sounds fucking cool, man. 
That's not cool at all. That sounds cool. Get, <laughs> oh, God. How much are you paying? Oh, well, we'll get to it, actually. Nick's One Bedroom Deluxe goes for $4,875 per month. How do you like that? I throw swing in the laundry. Let's just go play pool for 20 minutes. Nick's One Bedroom Deluxe goes for $4,875 per month, That's including free family-style dinners, yoga classes, and happy hour. He shares the apartment with his fiancée, Judy. Most of the sentimental-looking decorations at his home and Wait. office were chosen by a designer at WeWork, and Nick likes that. The business model relies on young people. It's ugly. But even as he gets older, Nick can't imagine living. It's ugly. It's $5,000 a month. And it's ugly. And there's nothing to do on Wall Street at night. Like, it's not a neighborhood. Well. If you live downtown in New York, like the financial district, like, it's like, it, it's not a, like, no. I, I just, well, Dr. Fuzz, you got the Bazzizio Pro channel suspended forever. It's okay. Who gives a shit? Wait, what happened? That was the intention. But we did just get the email. Based on a review of your activity and content, we've issued a community guideline strike on your account. <laughs> what? Azizio Pro is dead. Why? What happened? I don't know, but I think he showed a movie or something. Yeah, I can't do it's that. It's a it's an indefinite suspension on Azizio Pro. That's it for the uh for the for the LHC everybody. Well, we don't yeah, we can't <laughs> we don't do that channel. I don't right? really care. I got nothing to do with the Azizio Pro channel. It's an illegal channel anyway. All right. Any other way? And you have no desire to have your own table that you buy. Someone else whose job it is is to figure out how to set up rooms, determine that this table would look good here. So I'm very happy to have someone, no, they didn't. you know, whether it's no, Big Brother. They, or they didn't. They thought it would. It, that was cheap. They were like, this is cheap. That, they so, didn't so just okay. that, No. This guy's paying $4,875 a month that's for this apartment. Ikea table, but. And this is a shitty Ikea table. This company is losing money. Any other like, way. This guy's a mark. There's not enough of these guys in the world to fund this company. This guy's a fucking mark, and this is a scam. And you have no desire to have your own table that you buy. Someone else whose job it is is yeah, to figure this. out how to set up rooms, determine that this table would look good here. So I'm very happy to have someone, you know, whether it's Big Brother or Big WeWork, sitting in Chelsea, picking subway out how these things should look. Subway, 100 Subway, 100 Subway, 100 Bonus The We Life gives Nick the time 30, to do what do he not cares want about. To be alive. He likes to read Ayn Rand and the biographies of famous men. He likes to read Ayn Rand and the biographies of famous men. Okay, so he's uh, awful in every possible way. He likes to read Ayn Rand and the biographies of famous men. Okay. You know, whether it's Big Brother or Big WeWork, sitting in Chelsea, picking out how these things should look. He's a truly dumb guy. The We Life gives Nick the time to do what he cares about. He likes to read Ayn Rand. He's got, like, <laughs> the, the Hamilton biography, of course, the one that fucking the movie's based on, or the play is based on, I think. And the biographies of famous men. And he wants to focus on his startup. You just worry about living your life and He's working. ripped off. He's getting so <laughs> ripped off. It's sort of... Here's John Galt. Here he is, the, the perfect man, the, the, the ubermensch. Gives you operating so leverage in your, in your off, life. Actually. We went back to visit Nick and Judy. It is funny, when she says he has biographies of famous men... I feel like that's like her either commenting or literally the way he described it. I know you. He's like, I like to read uh, Ayn Rand and biographies of famous men. I think he hates women. I think they say they plan to stay at We Live as long as they can. When they marry next year, they won't be registering for gifts. Run. They're happy to share blenders and punch bowls with their fellow We People. Do not marry this man. At least for now. Okay, I mean, yes, exactly. 
His maybe his wife will pull him out of it. She seems a little bit more normal. So. I just I do think that raising like a family and like having kids requires you to have many physical possessions. More possessions. Unless you have a we live for kids between the ages of four and twelve. That's true. And then you're all set. That's we could start that. So way. until okay. That that yes. But until it happens, yeah. yeah. Who knows? Well if you can just put your kid in a we live from the years. <laughs> yeah, she's like that's true yeah, actually that is true they're not gonna make it down the aisle <laughs> that is true that is true actually she's like oh yeah that's true actually no she's like seething in anger no she's truly not she's a weirdo too kate you think you're trying to make her a good character she's a weirdo too she's like that's true i worry about her she's, she's like that's true actually if they did make a we work for little kids that'd be good i do worry about her <laughs> I don't know this woman, but I worry for her. I don't have the link handy right away, but I can I can try to get it. Again. I worry for her, Jack, because uh, I'm playing. The, I downloaded it. I'm playing it off. I uh, really worry for her. Um, so that's that piece for kids between the ages of four and twelve. That's true. And then you're all set. That's we true. could start. That so way. until okay, that could be us. But until it happens, yeah. Who knows? Here's how you know. She, here's how you know she's um. Scared shitless of her ho- of her own fiance. There's a moment. <laughs> I think you're wrong. I think she wouldn't be with this guy if she wasn't fucked up too. Kate's trying to find the single frame where she looks nope, scared, you're right. just I... like how Nancy Pelosi looked like she was nope. clapping back one time. You know, I'm looking for it and I couldn't find it. <laughs> she I, is think not I, project- I think I projected. I think I projected. You are projecting I on projected her. It. Yeah. I tried to find it, <laughs> and it she wasn't does, there. She does hate him, but I think she's fucked up too. Yeah. Um, all Wait, right. Play that out. We didn't finish it, did we? And then you're all set. That's we true. could start. So that until way. okay, that could be us. But until it happens, yeah. Who knows? No, oh, it was a moment. Yeah, I don't know. She's a little. She's. A, her eyes are shifty. She's looking Let's back go. and forth. So what's the guy's name again here? His name is uh, Sum Zero. Nicholas Luli. Nicholas Luli, the VP of Sum Zero. The VP of Sum Zero who worked at Goldman. All right. So let's look at how the WeWork. Uh, so this guy's a big believer in WeWork, but is the rest of the investment world <laughs> as big a believer in WeWork, the, um, the landlord company that loses money? Uh, let's have a look here. So they filed and they revealed huge losses. Then they are now weighing, uh, this was a couple days ago, they've been weighing slashing their valuation by more than half, which that's not that good. So what happens with these companies is they do private valuations, right? And they like get money from like venture capital companies, right? Yeah. And so WeWork got a huge, got a like $10 billion investment from uh, uh, what the fuck bank? It's called SoftBank. Uh, uh, SoftBank, which is like a big Japanese investment company that does VC or stuff or whatever. So when they got their like $10 billion from uh, SoftBank, they were valuing themselves at like $47 billion or something like that. Okay. And so even bef- ahead of their IPO, they're talking about uh, slashing their valuation uh, by half, which really shows that these valuations that they just make up yeah. in their brain yeah. are not based on anything. No. SoftBank's like uh, investment is about to go from ten billion to five billion overnight. Fuck. Five billion disappears. Um, they're putting a price tag in its initial public offering, which would value the company somewhere in the twenty billion dollar range, potentially at the low end. That's less than half of the forty-seven billion dollar mark where it raised private capital. And when was that? This year, <laughs> when they raised private capital 
this year. So it's all because fake. all these companies are fake and they're fake. and they're one hundred percent just based on like having good pitchmen in there who can like go into the room and get people excited or whatever. It's like it's like getting a pitch done. You know what I mean? So that money has disappeared within just this year. Hey, Elizabeth Holmes did it first. And let's continue here. Uh, SoftBank continued to invest $4 billion in the company at around 47 It also spent $1 billion to buy in, uh, existing shares for about 23 Since they invested, uh, potential in, uh, investors have raised uh, uh, concerns with the company and its underwriters. Um, among the ideas uh, was considered with SoftBank investing more money. Uh, that was one thing that was uh, considered was SoftBank investing more money to try to save this company. Uh, let's see, let's see what, where things have gone since then. Uh, they are weighing a further valuation cut. God. So after saying after saying twenty million, which was for or twenty twenty billion, which was twenty seven billion dollars less uh, than they were valued at just earlier this year, they are now uh, looking at maybe uh, lowering it once again. Um, now, <laughs> what? I googled the guy. Oh really? Here's a comment he made on a petition. I don't even know what the. This is Nicholas Luli. Yeah, and you know it's him. <sighs> Here's a comment he made. Nicholas Lulee. Here's a comment he left on a, a change.org petition for protecting plurality, historical spec perspective, and academic speech at Princeton. Yeah. Jack, read this for me. I'm signing because free speech includes offensive speech. University-sponsored racially segregated housing and, quote, safe spaces will only divide students further and stands in direct opposition to the dialogue both parties need to have in order to resolve the dispute. There he is, Nicholas Lulee. Being like, we need to protect someone saying that we're on campus or something. We're going a little long today, folks. We're going to finish this story. We have another minute of this. We're going slightly over okay. today. It's a slightly over Jack okay. AM today. Did that All right, let's uh, uh, watch another minute of While We're Young. This is going to be and minute no more number minutes. 84. You, you can't buy another minute. We, we will honor it's it tomorrow. Be minute number 84. I, don't don't care. I didn't expect you to care. Leslie, are you kidding me? You don't care? You just gave a speech about authenticity. The movie works on so many levels. The happenstance of it, to be honest with you, is the least interesting. I can't believe it. This movie isn't worth the ram (laughs) it's stored on. He's a con artist, Leslie. Your generation of sit-ins and protesters and pack rats would be horrified by this demon. Josh, you're hysterical. I'm not hysterical. I'm just... Shit, I'm sorry. Now sorry. Noah's making fun of himself for being mad about catfish. Cornelia. I don't know. I think he's an asshole, but the movie's pretty good. And I'm sorry I think that. This is so frustrating. This, I'm going to get no satisfaction here, am I? This guy's just going to win no matter what. Yep. This is <laughs> not how the world works. Why does it have to be one thing or another? Things change. Different things matter. That's so funny. So good. This movie's so good. <laughs> All right, let's get through these. Uh, I want to. I want to show the rest of WeWork. Uh, uh, WeWork's biggest investor is asking for the IPO to be put on hold because nobody wants it. That's pretty bad. Uh, and then finally, they're mulling governance changes to save their IPO. Uh, one of which is that they're just going to put a woman on the board so that they seem less sexist and stuff like that. Uh, they're also going to. They're making uh, what's his name, the guy who like started WeWork, like give back all the gift shares that he got. He like gave himself millions of dollars and stuff like that. Okay. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I'm like you know, between the WeWork IPO absolutely cratering and Uber uh, and Lyft having like legislation done against their core business practice. It's all crumbling. And Uber. Um. Uber. Uh having to fire like like 400 of their engineers and everything like that. It's all uh, coming. There's a thing known as a bubble. 
And Jack, what did you tweet earlier? Pop! And that's our show. I, I want to just show one final thing, and, and I'm not going to show the pod share thing. We'll do that time for it. Uh, but I do want to do a quick remembrance of, uh, of 9-11 and uh, uh, the, the events uh, uh, of 9-11. So give me just a oh moment here. And we okay. will uh, celebrate the, uh, not celebrate. We're going to remember the various events. Okay. You know, 9 11 actually was like very sad. So, this, this, up, right? of course. Kate, yes, it was very sad. Duh. All right. So, this is from 9 uh, 11 um, 2016. So, remember Hillary like fell down? She like fell down at like at the thing and they had to like throw her into a van or whatever yeah. this is one of the weirdest videos ever made okay watch the guy who's like peeking out from the door behind her and then also look at the reflection in the window of how many reporters there are and then the one little girl who runs up randomly to get a hug from hillary who's got pneumonia let's check it out Look at the like people peeking out at the door, the huge crowd. It's a beautiful day in New York. It's a beautiful day in New York. Beautiful day in New York. Epstein theories. Look how normal and natural. Oh, a little girl ran up. A little girl ran up, remember? How normal. See all the, the, the reporters who have to like stay behind a barrier? You can see like a like a hundred of them in the window back there. And then a little girl ran up. I can't believe we're going over to watch this. A little girl ran up. How not, not staged. Here's Hillary with um horrible pneumonia. Posing with a little kid there. If you believe that's Hillary. Okay, you know what? I if you believe that, Hillary. I need overtime for this. If you believe that, Hillary. That's our show. Tune in. Epstein theories. Tune in tomorrow. Epstein theories. We've got a show at 7 a.m. tomorrow. Epstein theories. Got, guess what? 11 a.m. We got Kate Paint. Uh, and this Stay was tuned. 2017's uh, 9-11. Stay tuned for Kate Paint. When Ted Cruz liked the porno tweet right. from sexual posts. That was 9-11. Never forget. 2017. So we were remembering Never the 9-11s of 2016 and 2017. And of course, 2001. Epstein theories. Uh, have a great uh, day. We'll see you at 11 a.m. Right. I just want to see if there's anyone else streaming that we should raid. I'm not trying to go any longer. I just want to... We have to... Raiding is part of Twitch. So we have to go two hours after we end. So now it's going to be 11.05. What? For Kate Paint. Oh, yeah, uh, okay, yeah. Twitch yeah, like 11.10 or something like that. Well, okay. All right, no one's on. Uh, we'll see you later, everybody. Rest in peace for Bazizio Pro. Goodbye, everybody. And the victims of... This is the outro song of Jack AMFM. Oh, yeah. Well, everyone, that was another episode of Jack AM. Like we said earlier, you can uh, join us live every morning at 7 a.m. Pacific, 10 a.m. Eastern at twitch.tv slash Jack AM if you want to watch uh, a our, chat along. Yeah, our, you want to see what we look like? Yeah, you want to see what the, these people look like? The, um, the messy room we record in? Yeah. Um, but thanks again for listening. And if uh, you want to support the show, you can once again go to www.jackam.tv and click the link that says support the show. Hey, I have a question. Does it have to be www? No, it can be either actually i just fixed that i just fixed it hey, that's cool. so it'll go to both www and non www you just put in jack am 
TV and then just mash that link that says support the show. Hey, and if you if you don't want to support us with money, that's fine too. Please rate and review us on iTunes and spread the word. Tell your friends what a fun show we do here. Yeah. It's Kate AM. All right. Goodbye, everyone. <laughs>